What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Big Sales National Football Show. Hit the like button and welcome aboard. You know, I, I got a little bit of a um, complaint yesterday from my aunt. She was like, you sounded so sinister yesterday, Cilio. What, what's, Dan, why did you say, I, I wasn't being sinister. All I was saying, you know what's funny too? The guys before me, Sports Take, you know what they do? They say this, hey, let's pump the brakes. Hey, let's, you know, it's only three games. Big Sill says it. Oh, you hate Hurts. You're a hater. You hate the Eagle. Um, uh, no. It's funny how I say things. People get all, it, like, butthurt and such. All I'm doing here is trying to temper expectations. Because you know this. This is not a sprint, folks. This is a marathon in NFL season. And we're in the first stage of this marathon. And it's out to a fantastic start. There is no question. Every single box has been checked by the Eagles. By the way, last night, if one thing is evident, the offensive lines in the National Football League, and most notably in the NFC East, are atrocious. Washington and New York. Think about Dave Gettleman, the former general manager of the Giants. That guy had five years to find one O-lineman, and the Eagles have seven of them. The Philadelphia Eagles' strength is the O-line. Not the quarterback, not the receivers, not the defense. It's that O-line. Pancake City. That's why I'm going to start calling them Eagle O-linemen. Pancake City. Dude, the Giants are terrible. Washington is atrocious. The Eagles, even the Dallas Cowboy O-line, kind of makeshift. It's decent. You had Jason Peters, who played pretty damn good last night, 40 years old, off the street, eating White Castles, playing guard for you. The Eagles have seven guys. Every one of them could go and be a star at another football team in the NFL. The O-line is the golden nugget of the Eagles. That O-line, man, it's showing you. Last night, both teams, those O-lines, you couldn't put, watch this. I could take the Giants and the Cowboys, combine their O-line, and they wouldn't be better than the Eagles' O-line. Would it be? 
There is the secret sauce for the Eagles. And the success of this start is because of the dynamic. They're not even playing their best ball yet either. Lane is. But they're not even playing their best ball. I just told, I, I just told Xander this stat. You want to know something else to put the cherry on top of this start for the Eagles? Currently, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the seven hole for the 2023 NFL draft. Good grief. If they don't need a quarterback, what they're going to be able to draft, most of those quarterbacks next year will go high in the draft because you always overanalyze and always overdraft quarterbacks. Will Anderson could be there at five. You trade that other first-round pick to jockey up to get the best player Nick Saban's ever coached? I don't know. You'd have Michael Parsons sitting there in Philadelphia. Plus, you just got your quarterback and you decided that Jalen Hurts is the guy. Wow. Are things looking great in Philly? Two ones might result in Will Anderson. Look at what the play of Jalen Hurts determines next year. You're currently in the seven hole. If he's the guy, my God almighty, man, you might move down and get another first round pick and have three of them. What if Will goes two? You move down, get three first round draft choices next year, plug some of the holes where some of these free agents May end up leaving? Man. Don't let the Eagles go 12-5 and and win the East and then get to the NFC title game. And the Saints continue to implode. And that thing might move up to five? (sighs) Dude, this might be the greatest era of football in Eagle history. This is shaping up potentially for that because you know why? You have golden nuggets out there. I was thinking about the future of the team. You know, I remember I was talking to you about wide receivers and money and all of that on, on, on what you're going to do and how much you're going to pay Hertz. Those first round draft choices, wow. They are becoming more valuable every single day that Jalen Hurts plays well. Guys, here on this Tuesday, Let me, let me put this out there to you. The present and the future. And here, can I do this, please? The Dallas Cowboys are such a fraud. They beat up on all the shitty teams in the NFC East, not the Eagles, because I think that'll change this year. But they beat up on all the shitty NFC East teams. Fox puts them on prime time. They're already promoting the Commanders, and the Cowboys for next. And you're like, those two teams are mediocre. But because it's Washington and Dallas, they're the Eagles sitting there, blue-collar dudes, picking up their lunch pails and just going to work. They're lunch pail dudes. Jalen Hurts is a lunch pail guy. I love lunch pail guys, actually. The whole football team's a lunch pail team, man. That should be their moniker. The Batman cape I dig, but they should just have a lunch pail. Because that's who they are. They're not 
They're not fancy like the Cowboys. They don't have the star like out in Los Angeles like the Rams. They're just lunch pail dudes. When when your identity is your old line, which is so great, because look at the – hey, I'm telling you, Cooper Rush is pretty decent. But you know the one thing you can't build today in the NFL? Are you ready? You can't build old lines like the Eagles have. You can't. You can't build offensive lines like they have right now. Man. Incredible. Incredible. Got MVP race. I got, again, Doug Peterson, we're going to talk about the Jags. I think the Jags are improved. Oh, by the way, Jeff Logman, longtime NFL player, part of the broadcast team for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to ask him about Doug Peterson's um, influence will be at 4.30 Eastern. Merrill Reese, with his weekly visit with us, will be at 5.30. A little bit of a programming note. Recently uh, inducted Hall of Famer Tony Baselli will join us on Wednesday. So we will talk to him on Wednesday and get his – actually, I think it's Thursday we're talking to Tony Baselli. So he's going to join us this week. One of my dear friends who just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Dallas is a fraud. I don't care what they did. And by the way, I know I know that Joe Theismann came on last week and talked about Micah Parsons. Please stop the comparisons with Lawrence Taylor. He's not Derek Thomas. He's not Pat Swilling. He's not any of those. He's not Ricky Jackson. He's a good football player, but he's not those guys. Those guys, and you know what somebody said to me on Twitter? Sills, he's sick. I saw Lawrence Taylor in a shoulder harness get 10 tackles and three sacks and take a touchdown back 75 yards against the Saints on Monday Night Football. Don't talk to me about being sick. You're an impact every game. I never watched a football game, win or lose, that Lawrence Taylor was involved in where he wasn't an impact in that game. And you didn't have to account for 56. Dude, Von Miller, man, I don't know. You think he's Von Miller? I, Von in his prime? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. He's in. I don't know. He's in prime when we're talking even Von Miller. But that dude's not Derek Thomas. He's a good football player, but because he's on the Cowboys, what I talked about, they over like C.D. Lamb. Great catch. How many drops did he have last night? Dude, there's not a guy on the Eagles that that guy's better than in Dallas. That guy in Dallas is not better than Devontae or A.J. Brown. Not close. Dude, Quez Watkins is pretty good. CeeDee Lamb is overhyped and overrated. I think he's decent. I wouldn't go like this. That's a top 15 wideout. I think he's good. I don't think he's special. That guy is not special. The Eagles have two special guys on their team. That's not special. There's really nothing special about the Cowboys. Maybe their defense. I don't see it. I've been kind of surprised by Cooper Rush's play. I think he's 3-0 now. I don't know. I mean, he's better than I thought. Can you win a Super? I don't know. I mean, that team is so far removed from being decent. I just don't see it, man. I just really don't. I I don't see that.
when they're looking at the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what they'll do? They'll hype them up again because they got a winning record again because they do really well in television ratings for Fox and for everybody else when they're on the tube. And that's why it's fool's gold. That team's going nowhere. It will be a challenge, though, for the Eagles when they play them in week six. They will be a challenge because Dallas still believes they're better than you. And the Eagles, they believe they're better than them. That's going to make a great matchup. I can't wait to watch that thing. Okay? We got a ton of stuff to hit on. MVP race. I'm going to get some interesting names uh, according to a particular sports line and a sports book. I won't name the name, but some pretty, pretty interesting numbers here. And the names, I think, may shock you here. Okay? Um, let me get to the topics here. It's Doug Peterson week. Let me ask you this. Was it time for Doug to go in Philly? Hey, Bob, and everybody and all my friends in South Florida, okay? Um, And in Tampa, most notably, okay? Watch out down there. Be safe. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of you guys, okay? You guys are close to me. People in Tampa, South Florida, the whole state, you know how much I love the state of Florida. State of Florida is a, a second home to me, okay? California's not. Second home to me is Florida. It'll always be. I had my greatest successes in Florida. And um, I'm thinking of all of you guys, so... Was it time for Doug Peterson to go in Philly? Timothy says yes. No. I miss Peterson, and yes, I have so much friends down in Florida. Freezer, way to go. Um, Monster says no. Love Dougie, but Howie was right to flush the whole thing. That well was poisoned, Sills, says Eric. How do you say no? Hell no. You think the team would be in the same position if Doug Peterson was the head football coach today? You think Jalen would be growing? Or maybe the team would look better. I don't know. I mean, I'm asking. I'm not indicting. I'm asking. You think the team would be better today with Doug Peterson being the head coach? than with Nick Sirianni. Because I, I want to try to look at this because this is going to be a pretty emotional um, return for Doug and for the Eagle fans. Because you know why? You love to boo people. But you also love to respect people who delivered. I would say this to Philadelphia sports fans. This has got to be the most difficult week and welcoming back somebody that did something no one has done ever in the franchise's history. It, it's got to be hard. I mean, not even Andy Reid did it. Not even Dick Vermeil did it. Okay? Not even Buddy. It, Buddy's revered. Buddy is revered. Won't boo Doug. Well, 
Why would you? Hey, look, once the gang's kicked off, then it's on. Okay? But I want to put, I, got, I wrote some names down here. I want to ask you where you think Doug Peterson's place in Eagle history is. Sirianni, by the way, look at Nick, 12 and 8. 600 win percentage. All these coaches that I'm going to name, he's got the highest win percentage of all these coaches so far in his early start. Doug Peterson, 42 and 37, Super Bowl champion, 531 win percentage. Andy Reid, biggest winner in Eagle history as a coach. 130, 93 and 1, NFC Championship, 583. Buddy Ryan, maybe one of the most respected coaches in history in Philadelphia, 43 551 E win percentage. And Dick Vermeil, 54 and 47, 535. And if you want to go back into the 40s, Greasy Neal, he won two championships. They were considered world championships back in the day. 63, 43, and 5. To me, these are the six greatest coaches in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. These six here are your greatest coaches in team history. Where's Doug in this? Where's Doug in this conversation here? Would you take Doug over Buddy? Would you take Doug over Vermeil? Pro Football Hall of Famer. Would you take Doug over Andy Reid? Is Doug your greatest coach in team history? Look at the division titles, NFC Championship, Super Bowl. Doug Peterson's your greatest coach. Doug had the greatest era of football in Eagle history. Some would go, what about what Andy did? I'm going to take a line out of Xander's way of looking looking at things. You got to cross the tape. They may have been more consistently in the picture during Andy, but Doug did it. There's no getting around it. Doug did it. Doug's the best coach in the history of the franchise. I would go Andy then. I'd go Vermeil. Then I would go Buddy Ryan. And no disrespect to Greasy Neal here and what he accomplished because he did win two championships. Back in the 40s, the game was more like rugby. No disrespect to the guys that played in that era, but, you know, you rolled your helmet up and put it in your back pocket back then. And again, I'm not... I'm not dissing it. That's the evolution of the game. Not doing that, okay? I'm not, it's not shade or anything, but I'm talking, you know, really since 1970 and there, when we're talking about the coaches in Eagle history. Doug's the goat and Andy's the boat. (laughs) Peterson then Reed. Doug over Buddy. Ryan was clueless about offense. You know what? I don't really believe that Buddy was clueless about offense. I don't think the owner, Norman Brayman, wanted to spend money on the offense. You had a shot at getting Jim Lachey in the building, and the owner didn't want to spend the money on a left tackle. 
He didn't want to spend the money on an offensive tackle. He didn't want to build the O-line. Because you know what? And I say this to you guys. Buddy had to deal with an owner that knew, you know, where the where are your biggest group of millionaires? Your O-line. You got five of them. Every guy that plays on the Eagle O-line is a millionaire. Okay? That's the biggest group of millionaires on your team. You got five of those dudes. And you got backups that are millionaires. Okay? Randall had no offensive line. That's right, Stephen, because the owner didn't want to pay for it. Plus, Doug beat Brady. Crushed that team. Dude, you didn't beat the Patriots by a couple points and a field goal. You beat the shit out of them. I mean, it was a no moss. It, it was like... It... it, 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 it it was like a fight that the fighter just said no moss. And it was like Roberto Duran. He's just no moss. You beat the hell out of them. It wasn't close. Belichick could have had all the little tricks in the book. It wasn't going to stop that Eagle team. It just wasn't. I say, Doug, man, this has got to, dude, this has got to be pretty emotional for Eagle fans. When you see that guy come out of that tunnel and he's, in a Jacksonville Jaguar hat, and he walks over to the opposing side, it's got to be more, it's got to, it, it's got to be more emotional than even when Andy came, because you know why? You did something with this coach that Andy didn't do. You celebrated on Broad Street with him. You had a Vince Lombardi, you had a Vince Lombardi trophy party with this guy. You know, there's certain parties and there's certain events you remember in your life. How many people will always remember that event on Broad Street? Watching all those guys get up there and talk. Seeing everybody enjoying themselves. Seeing the city enjoy themselves. That, to me, it rivaled what happened in Boston when they won the World Series for the first time in 100 years. When they ended the Curse of the Babe. Had to be like when the Cubs won the World Series in Chicago. And Philadelphia winning a Super Bowl and a World Championship in 2017 for the first time, a championship since 1960. That's quite a, that's quite a dynamic. You'll never forget that. The city of Philadelphia has had significant moments in their history in sports. The late 60s, Sixer team that won the title. The Broad Street Bullies, the back-to-back champions. Early 80s, Sixers. And the Phillies. Okay? But that 1960 team was revered, wasn't it? Tommy McDonald, Bednarik, all them guys. Until 2017. And Doug was the leader of it. That guy accomplished the greatest sporting event and moment in your city's history. Am I right when I say that? Is that over the top? Did Doug Peterson give the city of Philadelphia its greatest sports moment? Yes or no? And when that guy walks through that tunnel on Sunday... 
Okay, Paul, what was the better moment than the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? Help me out. The Phillies in 80? What? Hey, Philadelphia is a sports town. It's not a Phillies town. It's an Eagle town. Philadelphia is not a Flyers town. It's an Eagle town. Okay? You're not a 76er town. You're an Eagle town. 83 Sixers with Dr. J. 4-4-4-4. That was a great basketball team. Sills are playing hide and seek with you. I please don't tell me what that is. <laughs> hey, fishing maniac, I don't want to know what that is. <laughs> hey, look at what this man says here, Paul. I waited 52 years for that victory. Love it. I love history like this. And when a guy who's part of it, like Doug Peterson, rolls back into town, I can't wait to see that. Hey, Doug's going to want to beat the pants off you. And the Eagle guys are going to want to beat the pants off him. That's competition. That's the greatest essence of competition is Sunday, Jags and Eagles. A guy you love and revere, but you still want to beat his ass. And he wants to do the same to you. And by the way, this got nothing to do with Howie Roseman. Ownership, management. It's Doug and his players. How many ex- Eagle guys, do you think are going to show up on Sunday to see Doug? Probably that whole 17 team. You'll never forget winning a championship like that. Doug gets so much respect for me. And now look what he's doing with what you're seeing here with the Jags. Look what happens when you get an adult in the building. Dentity says, going to be a great game. Doug gets respect. His team, not so much. <laughs> of course, Sydney. The Doug Bowl. I love the Doug Bowl, man. One Super Bowl win in 58 years. Spoken like a true sports fan, William. <laughs> okay, now you sound like a Yankee fan, William. Oh, you won the suit? You won the World Series, right? Okay, what are we going to do next year? Are we signing Judge or not? What's this guy doing? He's holed up on 60. You know, that's what Yankee fans are doing. What the hell's going on? This guy's at 60 home runs. You're like, wow. <laughs> Only a Yankee fan can talk like that. John says, I agree with Sills. The Super Bowl victory was the biggest win for the city. My wife got to celebrate that Super Bowl with me before she passed. I'll never forget it. Wow. That's awesome, Joseph. Whew, man. You knocked me on my knees, dude. Wow. You got me, Joseph. Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you, man. Dude, 
That's what those moments mean, though. That's what those moments are all about. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Joseph, fly, eagle, fly, dog. Man. L.A. Rams goes, Seals, you good? Dude, that's what sports does to you. Motions. You remember. Your loved ones. That's passion. Good shit, Joseph. How many people in that city went through that like that? Dude. That's why you love your birds, man. That's why you love your birds. Man, that must have been just so remarkable. Just to see something that you hadn't seen your whole life. Boy, when Doug walks through that stadium, it's going to bring back a lot of emotions for Joseph. Good, man. That That's pretty awesome shit. It really is. I am going to do my first three games. Trends. Okay? Your MVP in your first three games on offense and defense. All right? I see it, Joseph. It's a slam dunk, isn't it? Slam dunk. Jalen Hurts is your MVP. And again, I do it every three games. Who's been playing the best ball? Hurts is your guy, right? Best offensive player. He He's totally been the best player on offense. And I don't really think it's close with anybody else, right? Who on defense would you say is your, your MVP so far after you're after three ball games, who was your defensive guy? Hertz and TJ, a dog 205 says. I got TJ Edwards too. Yeah, you got Slay? I, I, I battled between those two Slay and TJ Edwards. I went back and forth with those guys. By the way, I think Fletcher's played some great ball too. But to me, after three, Hertz. And T.J. Edwards, hey, 17, I said Marcus Sebs, give him a shot in the offseason. I like him. Fletcher third? Fletcher's played good ball, man. He really has. He's played good ball. He's played some really good football, man. Slay is, what, 32? I'm playing the best ball of his career. He surely is, man. BG55 kicking ass. He is. Monster game he had this past this past week, no question. Be a big game this week too for him against Doug's team. And we're gonna look at this 2022. Hey, Xander, do you remember that I told you guys when I first made an initial um, initial draft, and I said Dalvin Lloyd or uh, Devin Lloyd, the kid from Utah. Remember, I said I wanted him on the Eagles. He was one of my guys that I wanted on the Eagles was Devin Lloyd. Remember the linebacker from Utah? He is destroying people in, hey, 
My first, it was my first mock draft. It was the 19th. That's right. The 19th pick. I had Devin Lloyd. And I said, I would like to see this kid on the Eagles. And you guys were all right. They were never going to draft a linebacker at 19. He is all over the field. He looks like Michael Parsons. That kid is killing it in Jacksonville. Watch him play. When you see him playing, that kid is a baller, man. He is absolutely killing it. I wanted Lloyd over Dean. I wanted, I, I, I wanted, I wanted Jordan Davis with the later pick in the draft. But that kid, Lloyd, man, along with the Walker kid, I think I think it was Walker and then Lloyd. They had those two picks. They're killing it, both of them. Holy cow, Walker looks that's a good looking football team, Jacksonville. They got a good looking football team. Look, the Eagles are better. I'm not saying anything. Okay? I'm not. Not going anywhere with that. But I'm 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 giving you this here. There, it's going to be a challenge. This is going to be a challenge, in my opinion, this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. I can't believe I'm about to do this. By the way, top of the hour, we'll take a look at week four's NFL games. Don't forget also, Jeff Logman, part of the broadcast team, from the Jacksonville Jaguars will join us at 4.30 Eastern and then Merrill Reese at 5.30, the legendary voice. Hey, I love when WIP puts those um, those clips out of Merrill calling the game. God, he's great. Merrill Reese is freaking great. It's contagious listening to him. His spotters are so good too. Mike Quick in the booth with him, the spotters around him, they're tapping him on the shoulder. He's got timing with everybody in the building. You know, Xander, there's only one other guy that I could compare him to that I thought that was that good. It's Eli Gold, the voice of Alabama. Voice of Alabama and Merrill Reese have a lot of cadence in the way that they call games. And it you love listening. And 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 when Eli Gold was calling like NASCAR. You should listen to Eli Gold call the NASCAR. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I'm an Eli Gold fan. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, and, and, and I get it. I get it, man. People in Philly are going to go, Eli who? <laughs> you ever get a chance? They sound alike, but man, Merrill is so... Those clips they put together, dude, he's great. He's really great, man. Big sales. If we beat the Jags Hanley, will they say we beat nobody? No, I actually, no. I don't think Doug Peterson's a nobody. His team's going to be ready to rock, man. No, no, no. Washington commanders are nobody. Okay? The Washington commanders are nobody. Detroit's good. Seven-win team. Minnesota's your best opponent so far. Jacksonville, you know what, man? I'm going to say this to you. Jacksonville might, I think that division's open. They might, they might do something in that division. I want to see how they play against the Eagles. You know, I'm going to get more of what Jacksonville and Doug has done 
this Sunday than what I am going to get out of where the Eagles are. Because I think the Eagles are going to control the game. They're not going to be behind. They're going to be in a – there's going to be a lot of things that Doug's going to have intel on, but vice versa also. The Vikings are good. And GT, Jacksonville's good. They're good, man. They're, I mean, watch this. They're a five-time better opponent than what you played on Sunday, in my opinion. Jacksonville did a hell of a job shutting out the Colts. Colts got some players, man. They got some players, and the Colts just beat the Chiefs. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I think Doug's done a nice job. I thought Urban Meyer had talent down there last year. Okay? Sills, how about that Gannon dude? I don't know. I think his players are stepping up. I don't see anything special out of him still. Dude, he doesn't impress me. Hassan Reddick doesn't impress me. I told you, there's certain, I'll always be honest with you. Jonathan Gannon doesn't impress me. The players that are playing are impressing me, not him. He's not some elaborate. When I think of, when I think of defensive coordinators, he doesn't come to the top of mind in the NFL to me. Does he to you? Or is it the players that are on the football field? As a matter of fact, what guy has he added that you think has been a factor from last year's team? Seems to me, guy coming off of IR, Graham, okay, well, you had him in the building. Fletcher's playing better. Hardgrave's playing better. Darius Slay, he was there. TJ was there. Kaiser White. Playing really good football. Bradbury's playing better. I didn't think he played very good in the first Detroit game. I think he played good in the Viking game, and he was great this last weekend. So he's getting better and better. I think CJ's been okay. He played better against Washington than I thought he did against Minnesota. But if you think about it, very few of the new guys have really shined. Hassan Reddick is not. Jordan Davis was a draft choice, so Ken, has he shined? Again, flashes. It's been really the guys that have been here. Am I wrong? It's more the guys that have been here that have been the – T.J. Edwards you had. Slay you had. Brandon Graham coming off IR. Fletcher and Hardgrave. Sweat you had. Bradbury and Kaiser. Okay, two dudes you've added. But the rest of them were here a year ago. So what does that tell you? Was it really the problem last year? Those same guys are here. Another year in the system? Maybe they understand what he's asking them to do. The new guys really outside of Bradbury? They've been okay. Okay? They've been okay. I, I Hey, Justin, I like... Kaiser White. I think he's a tackling machine. And in my opinion, I think the Chargers missed that dude. You watch that Charger game against the Jags. I thought they missed that guy, especially in the middle of the zones when they were playing against Trevor Lawrence last weekend. I thought they missed him. They got they got really some pretty good pass rushers who didn't show up. The, the Charger pass rushers didn't show up against the Jags. I mean, Boza got hurt. He was in street clothes by the end of the game. And I didn't see Khalil Mack at all in that game. I didn't even know he played. 
And, and I mean, and they don't really have a tackler in the middle of the football field. Okay. So of course I come in and Dan is talking crap. I'm not talking crap. I'm talking about the kids who were here a year ago or the players that were here a year ago and they're performing this year. Last year, they kind of performed. They're, 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 they're playing well. The new guys, they're kind of okay. I mean, like I said, Hassan Reddick, I have I don't see anything with the guy. I'm not impressed. Shot and a half against, yeah, okay, Washington, but in other games, the guy gets murdered and he's nowhere. He's a no-show. We'll see. We'll see what happens and how the year plays itself out with him. He's a shwimp out there too, man. He's a shwimp. Um, I think Marcus Epps, who was here a year ago, was played. Thank goes Reddick is getting better in this defense. So one game, you think he's getting better against Washington? I want to see a little more out of that. Except, not going to say anybody is getting better after a Washington game. I can't believe Fox is going to put that thing on national television, Washington and Dallas, and the fool's gold will be enriched again with the Cowboys. People are talking like CeeDee Lamb. He makes a one-handed catch. I see one-handed catches every day in the NFL. He's not special. That Cowboy team's not special, and Washington is surely not special. They're selling brand, though. Those two brands, personally, I think Washington's brand is in the toilet. They will always be the Redskins, but because of politics, we can't say that anymore. What kind of shit is this? Cowboys versus Commanders. When you had Cowboys Redskins, as bad as that sounds, it's still sold, and America bought it. Now you got Cowboys and Commanders. I don't know about you, but I'm turning that reality show off. I have no interest in that. That has no interest for me. Cowboys and Commanders. Wow, you really went on a limb for that one, right? Cowboys are terrible. But see, they get the win last night, and everyone's going to be on their train, and you're like, dude, please. There's nothing special about the Dallas Cowboys. There is absolutely nothing special about them whatsoever, okay? All right, I got my top 10 list. And I'm going to do that after the timeout here. My top 10 NFL teams. My top 10 NFL teams. All right. Hey, don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan. Where the fee is free, meaning this, they don't get paid unless you do. My friends, if you're hurt or injured on the job, Understand this. There's only one law firm that will protect you. That is Morgan and Morgan with over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida are there to protect you. No case is too small and they will not be intimidated. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sell sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. 
not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Show it's your boy Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Don't forget, in hour number two from the Jaguars broadcast team, Jeff Logman, former NFL player himself, will talk a little bit about Doug's Jags. Also, Merrill Reese, 5 30 Eastern time. He will join us and get his thoughts on the first three games of the season. I mean, he, he's got to be thrilled to death in what he is seeing with this football team here. Hey, real quick, before we get back to top 10, I want to also write something down here. I want to, um, a comment about the 2017 team and the 2022. How about Josh McDaniel already is in the 
doghouse with Mark Davis. After three games, it shows you how tough it is right now when you're an NFL head coach. The owner of the Raiders already has a meeting with Josh McDaniel. What are you doing? Anytime you have a closed-door meeting like that, it can't be good, especially when you're 0-3. You're not sitting here giving them kudos and pats on the back here being 0-3. Look at all the shitty assistant coaches that have come out of New England. I would make this point to you. There's really been only two assistant coaches that have had any kind of success, Brian Flores and Bill O'Brien. The rest of them have been dog shit. I mean, I don't know. Romeo Cornell, he was kind of more of a Parcells guy, but Charlie Weiss, he was horrible at Notre Dame. I mean, look at, look at some of the coaches that have come out of that building. Judge, he was terrible. I mean, they were all bums. Really, Bill O'Brien, you know, Bill O'Brien, he, he's probably going to get another big job, either in college or, I thought he did a great job at Penn State. Okay. Hey, Lindsay, man, I can't think what's going on in that closed door meeting with um with Josh McDaniel, man. I mean, dude, he's 0-3 and the owner's already in his ass. Okay. Closed door meeting. Oh, you bet your ass, man. I mean, this thing, I bet you anything. This thing comes down to melt. I bet it's a meltdown with Mark Davis knowing that guy like I do. All right. Um, top of the hour, by the way, I owe you guys a receipt. Big Sills has to sing fly Eagles fly at the top of the hour. As much as I despise it, please. I don't want to do it again, but okay. It was a bet. Every time I said that one of big Sills's proclamations doesn't come true. I have to come through and I can't renege on my deals. So I will do it with more gusto. Some of you said I needed more gusto. So we'll do that at the top of the hour. Good grief, man. Hey, don't get used to this. Because I think my proclamations will still play itself out. All right, I got my top 10 team. Okay. Number 10. This is the weirdest list I've put together for a top 10. Oh, God. Please. I hope none of you are watching at the top of the four o'clock hour Eastern. Okay. I hope none of you are because I hate singing and I hate doing that, but big sales owes it and I have to do it. Okay. Turning the band, <laughs> sing it with your chest. Be what from the gut GT shut the hell up. Okay. I'm watching. Hey, Sills, what do you think about Brett Favre and his circus? I think he's a scumbag, and I think he's the lowest form of life, and I think he's always been. Brett Favre's everything wrong as with a man and as a football player, and he embarrasses the fraternity of the National Football League. He's a scumbag. And I'll tell you something else. If he was a black quarterback, they would be killing him more than what they are. Okay. Trust me, that was McNabb or Cam. They'd be killing him in the media, and you know it. Favre sucks. He's no good. What a horrible human being. The Packers. 
A franchise like that has Brett Favre in it. Holy cow, what a scumbag. Hey, by the way, let me get back to this list here. Because you know what? I'm done wasting my time on a low life like that. Okay? He's the kind of guy you call, what is that? Um, You call him, you call him U-Haul. One way. Okay? This guy just uses people. This is the weirdest top 10 team list that I've ever put together. Okay, watch our Eagles fly. Ugh. Innocent until proven guilty, Dan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ask his partner that. He just pleaded guilty. I'm sure that'll work out well for him. <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty? Since when does that work today? You kidding me? Anytime you get castrated in a court of public opinion, you're guilty without the facts. Hey, GT, I know rainbows and butterflies, homie, and I love you. But, dude, that's not how it works today. Okay? King. Yo, Sills, what's going on in Las Vegas? Hey, man. Okay? Told you Dan needs a bodyguard. <laughs> Uh, alleged. Oh, hey, very good, 007. You must work in the media. Allegedly. Thank you. Way to protect my ass. Better than what Xander just did. Way to go, 007. Look at 007 protecting big sales. Allegedly. Nicely done, dog. Nicely done. Like it, man. Here's the weird. Let me get to this top 10 list, okay? Xander's <laughs> like, what the F did I do? You didn't do nothing. Look at that. Such a Philly guy, man. What'd I do? You didn't do nothing. Relax. Holy cow, these guys got tempers like, holy, no, I'm not on, man. Relax. It's all good. Relax. <laughs> okay. I hate this top 10 list. I really do. I hate this top 10 list. Except for one team. Are you ready for this? I think I'm going to throw up on myself after I give you the list here. Number 10, the overrated and shitty Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. I couldn't think of anybody else to put there. I mean, there's so many bad football teams right now. I got the shitty Cowboys 10. Number nine, I got the one and two Bengals. One and two Bengals. And the greatness of beating the Jets, I have them nine. Number eight, I've got the Ravens. I think Lamar's playing great ball, especially the last two weeks. He's been sensational. Number seven, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are seventh. Number six, I got the Rams. I can't think the Rams, I mean, the Rams didn't really play that hot against Arizona this past weekend. They yelled, disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, you know what, though, Ryan? It's not how I do it with one loss or two losses. 
I look at the last three. I'm looking at the last three weeks. That's how I'm putting my list together. Okay? Three games make a trend. I'm looking at the last. What teams do I think are the top ten? I should quantify it. What teams do I think are the top ten teams in the NFL after three weeks? I think that it lands better when I say it that way. Cowboys at 10, Bengals at 9, Ravens at 8, Bucks at 7. I got the Rams at 6. Here is my top five. Packers at 5. I got the Chiefs at 4. I get the Bills, because of the injuries, at three now. The second best team after three weeks, the Dolphins. And after three weeks of football, the best team in the NFL, I can't deny it, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I can't believe what I just read. I cannot believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't. I can't believe I said this. Eagles are the best team after three weeks in the NFL. Say it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Oh, my God. You, oh, <laughs> you're having a good time, aren't you? Don't worry. I'll get you. I'm keeping receipts now. I'm keeping freaking receipts. Okay. You, hey, oh, Booza laughed so hard. The first time the Eagles started off this hot in years and everyone's going crazy. Hey, I said this though, LA. No, but this is what I'm saying. After three weeks, you got to say this. They're the best team in the league after three weeks. Okay? You, 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 you have to say it. Even if you don't want to say it. You have to say it, Team Batman. Say it with your chest out, Cilio. No. No, don't make me. <laughs> don't waste your voice. Dude, the two Alabama quarterbacks... Had the two best teams in the league right now. Can you imagine what kind of theater that would be for Alabama football if the Eagles and Dolphins make it to the Super Bowl? How effed up that would be? How unbelievable that would be? Oh my God Almighty, you talk about a movie and a storyline? Sills, just admit it. It feels good to say we're number one. I can't believe what I'm saying. Let me reiterate it. Cowboys at 10. I don't know why. I couldn't think of another shitty team to put down. Or just after 10? Dude, you got a hell, you got an entire laundry list of crappy ass football teams now. I mean, Denver's not a top 10 team. Who else? 49ers? Maybe the 49ers could probably hey, you know what? Probably the 49ers at 10, right? When we say 49ers at 10, okay, instead of the shitty Cowboys, okay? K 
Cowboys are winning the East with the greatness of Cooper Rush. Got the Bengals at nine. I got the Ravens at eight, Bucks seven, Rams six, Packers five, Chiefs four, Bills three, Dolphins two, and the Philadelphia Eagles are number one. Oh, man. Hell no. Hey, L.A. Ram, you barely got by Arizona. And now you got the Niners who have run the ball down your throat. I don't know, man. You better fix that run game, that run defense, because the Rams don't have it. Where's Aaron Donald been? Sills Jacksonville is better than Dallas. Maybe. Seals, can we say the AFC West is overhyped? Yeah. Good one, Jeremiah. Good one. Yep. Niners scored 10 points in two games. <laughs> Good take. Okay. Hey, you struggle against that Niners team. Commander Wentz is going to get killed this weekend. Now, who are they oh, they're playing the Cowboys? Michael Parsons will probably go off. He didn't last night. And hey, LA Rams fan is crying. Zach, he does have a Lombardi trophy, though, that he could always cry and put his tears on right now. I mean, he is the he is the reigning Super Bowl champion. <laughs> and he got to go there with them. Sills, you can't have ranked one team without a spectacular quarterback. Yeah, the Cowboys are probably the only ones in that top 10, right? That don't have a quarterback that's worth a shit. But then again, once again, I'll say it. And this is not wishful thinking. Please, Tua's not finishing the year. He's not finishing the year. This guy's banged up already. After week three, he ain't making it to the midday. He won't be playing by week eight. I do not believe it. This guy is made of balsa wood. He's been hurt since the LSU. Was it LSU, Xander, that he got hurt in? Or was it Tennessee? I forget the game. I think it was the LSU game where he hurt his um where he hurt his leg, hurt his ankle and his knee or something like that. I think both. I thought it was the LSU game. He hadn't been healthy since then. Sills, I was saying. Hell no to putting the Niners. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you, brother. I got you. NFL double standards. Donald should be banned. Philadelphia is a complete team. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I got a receipt I got to pay. I want all of you to turn off and do not watch because I've got to sing Fly Eagles Fly. Then we'll get into week four. Jeff Lagman will join us at the bottom of the hour, part of the broadcast team for the Jags. Hit the like button, do whatever. Hour two, keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. 
But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Watch our Eagles fly, fly, Eagles fly on the road to victory. E A G L E S, Eagles. <sighs> hit the like button or not hit the like button, I don't care. <laughs> Oh, Jesus criminy, man. <laughs> Flap your arm. No, I'm not flapping nothing. Okay? Beautiful. Look at you guys. You guys are masochists. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, don't think I wanted to do that. I made a bet. I said two and four start. That's obviously out. Okay? But here... I got to get a little revenge. I'm not paying Jalen Hurts 46.1 million bucks. <laughs> there. We got to be, hey, we know I got to bring some, we got to bring some equal, you know, opportunity in here for me a little bit here. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was epic. Okay. Uh, you, 
I sound like who, Lindsay? Holy shit. <laughs> I want to touch you up. That dude, that weirdo guy with the hive. T- oh, my God. He sucked. He was terrible. Dead paid. Thank you. $60 million per year. Richie. Get the get out of here. L.A. Rams. You see what I have to do and what I have to put up with. Franchise tag, Ron. Yes. It was cute. Lindsay, cute. A duck is cute. Cute. Millie Vanilli. Hey, Cilio, what did you do with the money? <laughs> uh, thank you very much. All right. Hit the like button, man. Jesus criminy. I hope we don't have to do that again for a while, okay? Not paying that guy. I have to get my revenge. I'm not paying that guy 46.1 million bucks after three games. I'm not doing it. I'm holding to that, and I'm not going anywhere with it. The market gets 60, hurts around 50. Sales, if we go to the Super Bowl and Hurts is the MVP, you got to do the gritty. I'll do it in a thong. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll do it in Jason Giambi's thong. If they end up doing that, the voice of an angel, Kyle, thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> Lindsay, that song is so bad. Bet that rage. Who in their right mind would want to see Cilio in a Jason Giambi gold thong? Singing fly, <laughs> fly eagle fly, and and a, and, a, and a Jason Giambi thong. Nobody would ever. I would have to think also that Rob Ellis would absolutely throw up his uh, dry Cheerios if that went on. Oi, <laughs> do the gritty and a thong. That might hurt. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get. Hey, I, I do want to hit on a little bit more here with. Jalen Hurts and MVP odds. Wait till I show you this. Here, I got it here. Is this it? Oh my God, it is. I got MVP odds. By the way, I have a vote in the MVP. Woo! Whoa! Big Seals has a vote in the MVP? The NFL alumni, which I'm a member of. Oh. Which I'm a member of. They have an MVP that they give out every year. You see, you know that award show they have at the end of the year? Big Sills votes for defensive player of the year and offensive player of the year. Woo! Who do you think I would vote for? Hertz is done. Hang on. No, 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 no. I promise you I'll show you my vote. So you know who I vote for. And I'll leave it up to us. You'll be the only show on YouTube that a guy has a vote for the most valuable player award. And I think I also have a vote for the Walter Payton man of the year. Jalen Hurts might be in line for that for me. 
because I vote on the Walter Payton. Maybe I should get Jared on. Jared's a Miami Hurricane. You know that, right? Hmm. It's not true. I'll tell you why. Here's an example. I voted for T-Bag when he was at Florida. Oh, excuse me. I meant Tebow. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. I voted for Tim Tebow, and he's a Gator, and I hate Gators. Hate them. I hate Florida. There's nothing redeeming about that school that I dig or the city of Gainesville. Nothing. But I voted for him because I had to. Because Tebow was the best player in the country that year. I voted for Johnny Manziel. I voted for Cam Newton. I give it, see, because I felt that I got jobbed on some All-American and some awards when I played at Miami. And I said, if I ever was in a position with a vote, and I vote on every college award too, Heisman Trophy all the way down, top 25, there's nothing I don't vote for, including in the NFL, that I give it to the best guy there is. Okay, I do. If Jalen Hurts deserves it, I'll give it to him. I swear to you. God is my judge. And I'll show, by the way, I'll show you the vote. Gainesville is God's town. Yeah, it's a crocodile thing in there. Got a crocodile pond, don't you, or something in there? It's like a crocodile zoo. Right? It's the only thing I know about Gainesville, even though I've been there twice. Stop making jokes. I'm going to get canned. <laughs> yeah. Lamar is getting the MVP, getting eliminated in the first round. Sills, if we have two wide receivers with 100 yards this week, you wear a Batman cape. Oh, no, my man. Sills is Jacob Media Batman. Double O, thank you, man. I believe you, Sills. Hey, Joey, I swear to God on my kid. If Jalen Hurts deserves it, he'll get it. And it'll be because, get this, I don't believe Philadelphia Eagle fans, if a guy doesn't deserve it, we'll give it to him. I think you're the best fans right there with Patriots, Boston, Chicago. Okay, I do. I trust you. I totally trust you. Steven, Tebow was awesome at Florida. You, you couldn't deny him. I think he's the first sophomore. I didn't have a problem giving him the Heisman Trophy. And, and um, I didn't have a problem voting for him because he was a sophomore. I think he was the first sophomore to win the award. And people go, do you have a problem with that? I go, no, he's the best player. Um, unless we're giving them the business. Lamar is the clear number one. Pat's franchise is done. Gator Campus is amazing. It is. <laughs> so Hey, Hey, real quick, I'm going to get to these odds for the MVP. I can't say the sports book's name, and I won't because I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> okay? So oh, you don't have to worry, Xander. Big Sills don't say anything unless Big Sills, you know, there's something around there, you know? Okay? Let me say this to you. I played at, I played at Florida Field, the Swamp. Okay? What is it, what is it called? Um, ben Hill Griffith Stadium. And I have never in my life seen hotter chicks in the stands than at a Gator game. And I'll never forget this. We're playing the Gators. It's a billion degrees out. All of a sudden, I turn around. This chick is giving it to me. She's smoking hot. 
yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I had never heard such language coming from a hot chick in my, you mother, you gang scumbag, you gangster. She turns her head. She's been hit with a bottle and she's got blood coming down. I looked up in the stands. I went, I want to marry you. <laughs> I was like, can I marry you, please? This chick, this hot chick has a cut coming down from her eye. And she's going, you mother, giving me everything in the business, man. I just start laughing. I didn't know what to say, man. I just start laughing, man. I just was like, oh. And the stands are right on top of you, too, so they're throwing shit at us. Hey, Gillette's like that, man. <laughs> love at first sight. I looked at her. I go, I love this. I looked over at Danny Stubbs, and I go like this. I love this chick. Look at her. She's bleeding and she's smoking. Look at her. And she's swearing at me. How can you not love that? <laughs> hey, beat me. <laughs> Move on. Oh, man. All right, MVP. <laughs> she was hot for you till you started saying fly eagles fly. Relax there, okay? Relax. Link has smoking hot fans. I saw it on Monday night. I saw him in the stands. Cheerleaders aren't bad, too. All right. Here, 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 is, here is the MVP favorites. Okay? MVP favorites. According to a particular sports book. Okay? I, look, I love chicks with scars. <laughs> UF is a great school. Don't say anybody. Don't tell anybody I said that. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Number 10. This is not me. This is this particular sports online betting thing. Okay. That I kind of get some information from that it, it's pretty big. Trevor Lawrence is currently number 10. 33 to 1. You're going to face him this weekend. Tied at eight, Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford, 25 to one. At seven, Aaron Rodgers, 22 to one, two-time reigning most valuable player. Number six, Justin Herbert, 20 to one. Number five, Tua Tug of Iola is 14 to 1. Tied at third, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. What? <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I'm regurgitating all of this fabulous information to feed you guys so that you could shit on me more. But I told you, we're fair here. We're fair. Hertz is tied with Mahomes right now at 13 to, 13 to 2. Number two, Josh Allen, 4 to 1. And number one, 7 to 2. Lamar Jackson is your favorite to be your most valuable player. 
lot of football left to be played. But look at some of those names. Tua? Hurts? Lawrence? Look at these three guys that no one in their right mind would have said at the beginning of the year. MVP? Nobody. Nobody was talking Jalen Hurts MVP. Nobody was talking to a tug of Viola MVP. And nobody was certainly talking about Trevor Lawrence MVP conversations. Okay? Yeah, no. Hey, Wilson, it's probably a decent list because it's not mine. <laughs> Hurts getting it. Been saying it all season. I did. All right. Old man Sills is upset. I'm not a... Dude, I don't get upset when people prove me wrong. I think it's wonderful. I love it when a guy goes, I told you. Good for you. Like Lamar Jackson. I couldn't... He, I couldn't have been more wrong about a player than him. And now I revere him. He, he... I would say this to you. Lamar's probably my favorite NFL football player. And you want to hear something crazy? Do I think he can win a Super Bowl? I don't know. Because I don't believe that style can win Super Bowls. And I love that guy. If I had to buy a ticket for all the players in the league right now, he'd be the one I'd buy. But if I had to build my NFL football team to win a Super Bowl, I'm not sure he's the guy. Crazy. It's like like a modern-day Michael Vick. Hey, don't forget, Jeff Logman, bottom of the hour, part of the Jags broadcast team. Um, yeah, part of the Jags broadcast team, former NFLer too. He'll be at the bottom of the hour there too. Okay. So let's see here. Hopefully that wasn't him that called. No, I, I, I don't think so. So we're going to hook up with him, hopefully part of the broadcast team. And then also to Merrill Reese, at 5.30 Eastern. It's quite a statement for him. This is really quite a statement for Jalen, for Tua, and for Trevor Lawrence. Look at the coaching they're getting now. It's night and day. And I'm not saying Brian Flores is a bad coach. Okay, I'm not. Okay? Yeah, you know, Bird Gang, I've come to that realization that, you know what, Jalen Hurts is nobody on this list. You know, isn't it true, though? Look at every single guy on this list. Hey, you know what? One guy's not on here, according to this particular sports book, Tom Brady. Brady's not on the conversation for MVP this year, and he's coming off a 5,000-yard passing season. Okay? And he's not on that list. It's all the new young kids taking over. And you're seeing it now. Trevor Lawrence is now being conversation about the MVP award, Tug of Viola. And by the way, I'm not down on Tua's. I'm not down on his um, ability. I'm down on his durability. Make sense? And hey, for the record, I've never been down on Jimmy Garoppolo's ability. I've always been down on his durability. That is totally the one thing that Jalen Hurts has shown so far is that he's been durable. Yeah, he had the ankle surgery at the end of the year, probably to clean some stuff up, okay? 85 goes, Dan, can you explain why N'Kobe Dean isn't on the field? Yeah, he got really better players in front of him. That's no shame. 
hey, usually when you get, you know what I would say? 85, this is the greatest thing that could happen to Kobe Dean. You know, the see, 85 is going like, why isn't he playing? Nicole, hey, 85, how'd you like to go to a really shitty team with nobody in front of you? You got bad players around you and you're getting killed in the mix. No matter what you do, you can't change the room and you're on a bad team and you look bad and you look like a bust and you're getting drove off the ball. I just like to be in Washington and be a young player on that team and you're getting drove. What would you rather be sitting behind TJ Edwards and Kaiser White and watching a defense play in the NFL and you get a chance to watch professionals do their business? I mean, I don't know about you. Look, you got to have a trade-off here. Dean can't get on the field because there's better players in front of him and maybe more knowledgeable players in front of him. Okay? Maybe some more knowledgeable players. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'd rather be on a good football team than be on a shitty team and getting drilled every week. Because then people start doing this. Hey, guys, and I'm not making excuses for my bullshit, okay? I'm not. But, man, I went from losing. Get this. My regular season's at Miami. We were 10-1, and 11-0. Okay? I lost one game. I lost one game in two years. <laughs> one game. I get to the Bucks. I lose four games. My, my high school, my high school, I was, last year, I was 10-1-1. Then when I went to Miami, I was 10-1-0, and then 11-0. I go to the Bucks. I lose more games in one year or in the first four games than I did in six years of football previous to that. And we're getting drilled, killed. I'm like, this is terrible, man. Dude, it becomes infectious and shit. You're on a terrible team. So don't sweat it with Nicobe. He'll get out there. It's kind of like, yeah, Sean, I would say that. It's kind of like a redshirt year, man. So, I mean, give him time. Hey, he's not a bust. He's not, as a matter of fact, I think those first three picks that um, Howie picked, the center and Jordan and Nicobe, I think they're going to be long-term NFL football players. I don't, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be bad players. Just give it time, man. And 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 Michael, I don't even know so much so if it's being humbled. It's the NFL. And when you get drafted by a good football team, you know, you got to look at it that way. So absolutely, man. I mean, look, when you don't play right away. And you don't get a chance to step on a football field right away. And you're in a position where you got good football players in front of you. Always know this, man. I'd rather go to an NFL football team that has great players on it to be stuck on a football team like I was with the Bucs that had a bunch of shitty guys that were getting drilled. Because you know what? You When you go to the NFL, you got to learn from – Previous pros. You know, my best time I learned was when I was with Ed Jones. 
Because you know why? All those guys got into a rhythm. They showed you you get into a routine. A guy that I'm going to bring on here, longtime NFL guy, knows that as well as anybody. And when you had a train wreck like you had last year with Urban Liar, and you bring a pro in like Doug Peterson, he's going to teach people that you get into a routine because Doug's a former player. Let's bring Jeff Logman in now, former NFL or part of the broadcast team for the Jags. And thanks so much for doing this, brother. I appreciate you stepping in, man. Yeah, no problem, Dan. Uh, good to be on with you. You know, tell me this team here and give me your assessment. We always say this, right, Jeff? Three games is a trend for NFL players. Three years for you to get an evaluation on a player. It's three games in now. What are you seeing so far with this football team? Well, I think what you mentioned is the impact of Doug Peterson and a coaching staff that really is just outstanding and uh, just vastly different from last year. And I think it's really focused uh, football team. They've added a tremendous amount of personnel. They've uh, increased the veteran presence around Trevor Lawrence, a young player that is clearly ascending and it's making a big impact. And I, and I, I think that's the thing that's been most impressive is that the messaging that Doug Peterson has brought to this organization and a steadfast approach. And that's really what this organization needed. And I think as part of him bringing that in, they also brought in numerous guys that I think I consider like total pros, you know, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, uh, Foyo Luakon, Fadakasi, uh, Brandon Sheriff. I mean, these guys are, are guys that wore with the C on the chest, uh, high quality guys, high competitors, and a total pros. And that's what you got to have to change a culture because the Jaguars needed a culture change. To me, it looks like stability and it looks like Tom Coughlin stuff, Jeff, you know, where accountability, like you said, adults in the building here. you know, that thing a year ago um, was a train wreck. And I, I, I don't mean to say this to you, but I never thought it was going to last a year either because I never really trusted the guy. And I think that's what Doug brings to the table, isn't it? He brings accountability and when a guy's been through it, seen it, done it, and won it, doesn't that resonate with the group? And what doesn't that resonate with the building? Yeah, and it was kind of interesting, Doug's approach in the offseason, Dan, because he almost felt like that the team needed a period of healing, which is oh. kind of odd. You know, I mean, you don't think of a team needs to heal from a previous regime, but that's kind of the approach that he took. And he felt that that was the only way to build trust going forward with him and his staff was to build that trust to allow the team to heal. And so it was impressive to watch. And it was certainly a, a much different approach than I'd ever heard of. But certainly last year was something I had never seen. So, uh, so, I, so I could understand it in a lot of ways. But then once, once training camp started, it was time to get to work. And the approach was totally different. And he became a demanding coach. But you know, but not a guy that was a, a you know, paying in the, in the rear end kind of a head coach, but just a demanding fair coach. And the players still consider him a player's coach, which is very rare. It's very rare to have a player's coach to be considered, you know, demanding and tough at the same time. But certainly Doug is exactly that. What is the one intangible you see so far that he's had an impression on with Trevor Lawrence? Because I'll tell you, Jeff, every time I turn on the television set and I watch Trevor Lawrence, from the Washington game to the Colts game and to the destruction of the Chargers, it looks to me like it's gradual going up the steps. He's getting better and better every week. What 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 do you think that's attributed to? 
Well, uh, first and foremost, I think uh, the belief in himself and the belief in the offense and a complete understanding of the offense. I think that's the most important thing that Doug has instilled in Trevor. You know, last year was a, a little bit of a lost year in some respects, but he still played the game. And, and you know, it's hard to, to replace experience. And I think that that was uh, ultra important for Trevor to get under his belt. Now, this year in the in week one at Washington, Trevor didn't have a great game. You know, he missed some open guys that were for touchdowns and it cost the team the victory. And then week two, all of a sudden, you got the Colts coming to town and the approach was much different. It was more methodical, a little bit shorter. And I think it was very much planned on Doug's part just to get a lot of confidence instilled in his young quarterback, and it worked. And then against the Chargers, kind of a similar approach. Let's get some high percentage stuff. And then when we find an opportunity to take our shots, we'll take our shots. But an interesting conversation I had with Doug last week, and it was last Thursday, and, and I asked him because, you know, he worked with Frank Wright and Philly, and many people believe that he was a really good offensive mind, and those two worked well together. And I asked him, I said, what's it like working with the staff that you had this year? Because, you know, you still have Press Taylor, but now you've got Mike McCoy, you've got Jim Bob Cooter, who has been an offensive coordinator in the past with the Detroit Lions, you know, and a lot of really good offensive coaches. So when you put all those minds together, I, was just, I just wanted to know what it was like for him. And he said, you know, Jeff, he said, it's the best I've ever been around. And he said, from the standpoint of is that we don't all have, you know, I don't have a bunch of yes men and they're just not all saying, okay, what you're doing is great. He goes, a lot of times we have differences of opinion. And he goes, and that differences of opinion, a lot of times is the only way that you can grow as a staff. And so that was really interesting to hear because, I mean, you're talking about a guy who went to a Super Bowl and won it. And he's talking about the staff that he's with now is the best that he's ever been around. That's pretty impressive. You know, I, I got to give you a little insight here because I've been friends with Frank Reich for about 40 years. He recommended Mike McCoy be the quarterback coach down in um, in Jacksonville. He worked together when they were in San Diego when the Chargers right. were still in town there, and even Nick Sirianni. So there's kind of a connection in there with, with Frank, and you got Sirianni because he recommended Sirianni to Philly, and Frank recommended that Mike McCoy, who I know very well, um, as the quarterback coach and all those guys, former players worked with guys like Philip Rivers. I mean, I see a little bit of the game of Philip Rivers and what I'm seeing a little bit here with Trevor Lawrence. So you think this could be one of the best coaching staffs they've had down there since maybe uh, Coach Coughlin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And 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 defensively, uh, look, you got a, a first time defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, but I, I give. Uh, Doug Peterson credit. He kept uh, Bob Sutton on as a senior defensive assistant. And, and that's what you want when you got a first time defensive coordinator, such as Mike Caldwell, to have somebody who's got some experience that he can kind of bend his ear when he has to. Uh, so and then defensive staff wise and offensive staff wise, you got guys that have been around the league for a while. You know, last year you had a lot of newbies, a kind of a mix of guys that have been around the league and some college guys. But you know, this is an NFL staff, and it's got a lot of experience from a playing standpoint and also from a coaching standpoint. Uh, and, you know, it's a joy to be around because, I mean, just for me, you know, doing what I do, and, Dan, you know how that works, you know. And when you're working with guys that kind of know what the deal, what the drill is, man, it makes, it makes life a lot funner. Absolutely, man. Hey, the addition of NTN, what – I mean, you know, the other back, Robinson, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean – That's right. Boy, I'll tell you, you talk about a guy who gets lost in the shuffle on a, who's really a great and productive back. That kid Robinson can play, man. And now yeah, you good. add this versatility with this kid who can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, pretty good-looking dynamic duo there so far. And 
really future's really promising for those two guys. Well, and we really, at the beginning of the year, we, when I say we, everybody that's watching them, we really didn't know what to expect because James is coming back from a, an Achilles injury where he tore Achilles completely week 16 last year. And so he had to have that surgically repaired. Uh, Travis Etienne had a Liz Frank last year that required surgery and a screw put in his foot. So when you've got two running backs coming back with foot injuries, you know, look, uh, last time I checked, uh, when you've got a race car, the wheels are pretty important, right? You know, and, <laughs> and for running backs, you know, your, your feet are, are very important and Achilles as well. And so we were kind of like, okay, you know, wait and see, but, uh, James Robinson has had uh, tremendous rehab uh, and the Jaguars medical team uh, does a great job with rehab and he has come back and truly show no ill effects. I mean, he had a 50 yard touchdown run the other day on a fourth and one and nobody caught him from behind. And so you combine the every down capabilities of James Robinson because he truly is an every down back with a guy like ETN that has a little different skill set. You know, he's a little, probably a little bit faster, but then also he catches the ball out of the backfield and, and he's more of a space player. You know, so these two guys, I think, complement each other very well. And, and I think we're only starting to see the tip of the iceberg with ETN because I think there's so much more to see. And every time he touches the ball, because he's got that speed, he's one of those guys that just kind of, you hold your breath for a minute. Couple last questions for you here, Jeff. Um, boy, I'll tell you something. That kid Walker and that kid um, Lloyd, they can play, man. That kid Lloyd is all over the field. He scrapes the lane. I mean, you know, I I, I talked to Kyle Whittingham about him. He goes, man, you're not going to see a harder worker, and you're not going to see a harder hitter. This kid can play. Both yeah. those guys are making impact football plays on your team, especially in the last two weeks. I mean, just your impression so far. Well, I'll start with Trayvon Walker. I mean, he's a six foot six, 272 pound outside linebacker that can drop in coverage <laughs> and rush the passer. And oh, by the way, he's, he's arguably the most violent tackler I've ever seen. Uh, he had a hit this past week on Austin Eckler that I didn't know Eckler was going to get up. I mean, it was just holy cow. And he's really good against the run. He's still developing as a pass rusher, but he's still an effective pass rusher. But I, I think he's still got a lot to learn there. So when he does learn, it's going to be scary. Now, Devin Lloyd, the interesting thing about him, he was hurt the entirety of camp. He popped a hamstring during his conditioning test when he came in. So he did not have the benefit of a training camp. So the last week of training camp, he ended up practicing that week, played against the Falcons in a meaningless last preseason game. And then in week one, he started. So he essentially had about three to four weeks to get ready for being a starter in the NFL. And he's been simply fantastic. He's one of those change the culture guys. He is a student of the game. Mike Caldwell says it. And he's got the athleticism, the speed, the gift. And, and most importantly, when he steps in front of the huddle, at some point, he will be doing that. Alulkan is doing it right now. But when he steps in front of the huddle, that's the guy that you want leading your defense because he is a natural-born leader. You know, and, and let me just add this. You know, all these people that we're talking about, you know, Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke, give them credit. You know, they brought in guys that could change the culture, guys that could change the way they play the game. And when you're trying to take a huge undertaking and change in a franchise's direction, the simple fact is the Jaguars have been one of the most losing franchises in the last decade. When you're trying to change that, you got to get the right people. And I give them credit. They, they made no bones about the type of person that they were going to go after. And they did a great job of it and free agency and also with the draft. Finally here. Um, 
your preparation for this Sunday's game against the Eagles. I mean, I would have to think that, you know, just by some of the culture things that you were talking about in Jacksonville, you're probably seeing a little bit of what that was. I know it's a different coaching staff there, but a lot of the players from that 17th Super Bowl are still in the building there. Just so far what you've seen, Jeff, with what the Eagles have accomplished with all the new additions on defense, especially A.J. Brown over on the offensive side, just your impressions of Jalen and the Eagles so far getting out to that 3-0 and start? I think they're the most talented team in the NFC. And, uh, and I think they got a real nice blend of youth and then also experience. And I think that's what you need. And I really am impressed with Jalen Hurts, a guy that many people didn't believe could be a franchise quarterback, but all he's doing is showing that he is. And boy, what a luxury for Howie Roseman going forward, because now you got a guy, first off, you're not going to have to pay him a ton of money right now, but you're also not going to have to use draft picks and draft capital to find a franchise quarterback. And, and you don't know if you're going to get one even still when you draft one, you know, so they're in a, in a real good position. And, and I like what Nick Sirianni is doing offensively, you know, so uh, I think it's a really good football I think I think we pulled the plug on it because there we go. There we go. Yeah. Nice. The, oh, again, just please, if you could finish up. Yeah, sorry about that, but I think it's going to be a challenge this week, Dan, because you know right now we're we're under a hurricane watch and tropical storm warning down here. I got it. You know, so uh, you know the the preparation this week is going to be far from from normal for this football team, and it's definitely far from normal for me. I've been out moving chairs off the patio, you know, so. Uh, so we're going to have to kind of see where where that leads us, and and uh, you know. You think you'll come change. up to Philly? You think you'll come up to Philly sooner if um, the storm keeps going? I, on? I, th- I think everything is on the table right now, you know. And right now, the the storm track is looking like it's going to enter somewhere down around Naples area and then cross the state. And right now, it has it kind of tracking right over Jacksonville. But at this point, you know, everything's a little bit fluid. So I think everything's on the table from a preparation standpoint. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things you check your phone every 30 minutes because you don't know what's going to happen. Well, be safe there with you and your family, Jeff. We've known each other a long time and uh, all the great folks in Jacksonville. And um, it should be a remarkable game. And to see Doug Peterson walk through that tunnel again and to see the reception, I know the Eagle fans are going to give him um, some cheers. And I know that there's going to be a tribute to him too. So I think it's going to be an interesting ball game on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great a great football game. I'm looking forward to it. And, Dan, I appreciate you having me on. You bet. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate Thank it, brother. You, you got it. That is Jeff Logman, part of the broadcast team, longtime NFL guy. And we send our um, wishes out for him and his family to remain safe out there, too, because now they're saying it's supposed to go from, like, Naples through Tampa, Sarasota, and then cut over into the Jacksonville area and then up the coast. So if it goes up the coast, it's going to stay close to shore. Because, you know, that's how – do you know how many hurricanes Big Sills has been through? Hugo, Andrew, all of them, man, down there in South Florida. And it's, they, they hug the coast because it's warm. That's why you don't see a lot of hurricanes in the Pacific because it's a deeper ocean and you don't get any hurricanes coming into California because the water's too cold. So preparate, they may probably I, – I would say this. You probably come up. If I were Doug, I'd take that team up Thursday to uh, Pennsylvania and get them ready for this thing here. All right. I am going to hit on week four of the NFL. A little bit of what Jeff said. Don't forget Merrill Reese also will be with us 
at 5.30 Eastern time. Also, don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, meaning this. They don't get paid unless you do. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one law firm for you that will protect you and your family. It is Morgan & Morgan. Hey, for the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. Last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients, making sure that you get the fair compensation for you and your family. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The consultation's free. The call is free. Okay? Hey, 800-512-1600. When you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call.
such a knucklehead sometimes. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget Merrill Reeves, 530 Eastern. We'll talk to the legendary voice of the Eagles and get his thoughts after the first three games of the season. Eagles, the best team in the NFC. Even Jeff's saying it now. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't run into anybody who doesn't think that the Eagles have gotten off to the most impressive. Is there another team in the NFL you think has gotten off to a better start in the league? People are afraid to say Philly's the best team in the, in the NFL. I'm not. Is there anybody in the AFC that you think has gotten out to a better start than Philly? The Dolphins? Dolphins? Here, who have the Dolphins beaten? Okay, they beat the Bills. Okay, now four starters out. Still, it's, it's not Miami's issue. They beat New England. I don't know if that's a big deal any longer. Um, I would have to say the Dolphins have been more impressive because they beat the Bills. And the best team that the Eagles have beaten have been the Vikings. That's the only reason that I would say that. But it's close. I mean, you can flip a coin on it if you want. Um, I think the Bills are better. Now, I think it's going to be interesting to see how good the Bills are with all these injuries that they have on the football team. Okay? Buffalo's probably been more impressive. But the Eagles are right there. And the Eagles, I would say, that's probably why everybody's saying that the Eagles are the second best team in the NFL right now. Um, right? They beat the Ravens, too. Hey, Philly. The Dolphins clearly have been the most impressive team. They have. And, and, hey, Eagles too. That gets you to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a shit about being one or two? One or two, you're in the Super Bowl. And anything can happen 60 minutes. We've seen that. So, hey, if I'm on the podium one or two, I'm good. If I'm actually in the top four, at the end of the day, and I make it to a conference championship game, I'm two wins away from winning the thing. You know what I'm saying? You're there. You're there. Yeah, even though even though they've given up more points, they've played tougher opponents, dude. Bills and Ravens are nothing like that on the uh, on the Eagle schedule. Nothing, not remotely close. Plus the level of quarterbacks you're talking to. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the Dolphins have beaten. Eagles aren't in that conversation. However, they're second. Dude, that's the best-looking tandem down in uh, Miami since Duper and Clayton. Swansky said, Dan, I told you that D-line was going to eat because of the center. You were right. Their guard and center in Washington was terrible. Suspect? That's That's kind. Okay, I'm going to stop being modest. Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I told you, man. Ray Ruiz, I told you, they're the deepest for sure. Richie says that the Dolphins should have lost to the Bills. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. There's no column when it comes to standings. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know what I mean? That's not a column. 
That's a media and a sports media column. They make that up. See, that's the beautiful thing about sports, unlike politics. You're talking like a, you're talking like a politician, Richie. Politicians make these new categories up. In sports, win, loss. You can't move the goalposts or the chains or manipulate the score. It's what it is. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. There's no column. I get what you're saying, though. I'm not I'm not really ripping you. I'm just saying there's no shoulda, woulda, coulda column when you're talking sports. You either do it or you don't. Okay? They can't start a contract until season ends. It's correct. Collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, somebody got their panties in a bind because I said, why don't you pay Jalen Hurts now? Don't you know? He he can't start talking until the end of the year. No. I'm an NFL Players Association member. Of course I know that. <laughs> in sports, Jalen Hurts, it's 3-0. Eat it, Sills. <laughs> hey, Richie, kiss my you-know-what, man. Some people like to hear themselves talk, Cilio. Okay. Uh, no. See, when I'm, hey, you would be wrong, dude. When I get done with um, my show, I don't really like to talk to anybody except my aunt and my wife. Sometimes my wife, not always. <laughs> my kid for sure, but she don't like talking to me. Okay? That's not true. I'm too deep. But yeah, I, 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 I'm sometimes Xander when I have to. Oh, and Xander, too. He's really great at it, too, because when Xander doesn't want to talk to anybody, he ignores my text messages and my calls as well. So he's like big cells. There's a time and a place for everything, and Xander's got his own modem, too, man. (laughs) I'm with you, Xander. I see something like this, and I see, you know, know, I'll get back to that maybe in two hours after three Coronas. Hey, Dan, you're still a hater. There you go. Keep it up. All around auto service. Never give up the fight, baby. Keep it going. There you go. I wouldn't expect anything lesser from you there, dude. I'm calling it now. We will at least sweep the division this year. Holy cow. Sweep the division. Man. The Eagles could have beat Dallas that showed last night. James? No, it didn't. Okay, let's see what happens when the Eagles get on the field at Lincoln Financial in week six. I'm going to make a proclamation to you about Jalen Hurts and your guy. Beat Dallas. Beat the Packers. Win the division. Get to the NFC title game. Jalen you win what's behind door number three. You get 46.1. You don't do that. Eh. Back to the drawing board, kid. Back to the wood shop. Okay? Back to the laboratory. Anything less is not going to cut it. 45, what what does Anders say? 7,500 yards passing, 57 touchdowns this year. Give him his $46 million. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Guys are going 15 and two and all that. Yeah, Xander thinks he's going to throw for 7,500 yards. Not not really, but okay. 
76 touchdowns and like shit. Who cares about that? Win me some ball games that matter. Washington and Detroit. You that ain't 40. Hey, here so far, this is what I paid Jalen for what he's accomplished. This is what I'm gonna pay for your services. You know what that is? That's a donut. <laughs> That's a donut. Nothing. Nothing. Nice start, kid. Looks promising. Things are good. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm tag. As of right now, am I even tagging him? Would I franchise tag him? I still think they got one more year. Dan starting again? No. Dan's never finished. Oh, if you beat Green Bay and Dallas this year, you don't even have to sweep Dallas. All you can do is beat what's in front of you. I've read that on a chalkboard somewhere. Washington matters. That's the division. True. Hey, Big Seals, you only can play who's in front of you. Keep the spirit. Can't wait for Dallas week six. Rager is in here to fumble the ball two times on the five-yard line. Oh, dude, Dallas has owned you in your own building seven of the last ten games. This is okay. Hey, I think you're better. Dan, what is Hertz's projection so far? Projections. Come on, man. It's week three. You kidding me? AJ's on pace for 1,700 receiving yards, and he's only got 1,100 yards ever in his career. But all of a sudden, he's going to get 1,700? Doubt it. Sills, you don't think Hurts can throw for 4,500? No, I do not. You keep bashing Hurts and the birds because of who we played. Last time I checked, they're all NFL teams. True. No franchise rage. The quarterback... It's a hard cap hit with big dollars. Hey, big sales. Hey, you're so right. We need to see this thing unfold. Right, guys. Ruiz, what's wrong with that? Hey, big sales, you're a Bucks fan. Um, am I a Bucks fan? It's a good question. Am I a Bucks fan? I don't know. I don't know. Here, I'll show you something cool. You want to see it? Bucks gave me this at Alumni Day. See that? You know what this says? See that it says Bucks? Alumni? Buccaneer alumni? Look who made this bad puppy. I think it says Tiffany right there. See it? This is a Tiffany Crystal football. About three grand. See, it says Tiffany and Company. Pretty cool. It's pretty heavy, too. It's about three grand. My Buck fan, though. Um, I don't know. I, I probably, I, but I don't know. I'm not crazy. I told you, man, I, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of greatness. And plus, I love football. I don't really root. I told you what I love about the Eagles. They're fans. 
I can't lie to you and sit here and tell you I'm an Eagle fan because you wouldn't believe me. Why would I lie to you? But I am a fan of you guys. And some of you guys are classic. Some of you guys give me a ton of shit. Some, you know, we it, I'm a fan of the fans. I like fans and response and people who love football. I'll tell you what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of football. And I'm a fan of passionate fans. Even the ones that give me the business. Okay, Sills is showing us his murder weapon. <laughs> Dude, you could plant this in someone's skull, man. Lights out. What kill? What, what did Cilio kill him with? His 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 NFL alumni or his Buccaneer alumni from Tiffany. He hit the guy in the head. It was over. I saw him do it. <laughs> I love football too. Can I have it? No. I'm, I'm not one of those guys. Seals, can I? Ha- no. Hey, hey. We are the best. Hey, dude, you guys are. I love when other people try jamming that other stuff down your throat, though. You guys kind of like the Phillies. You like the Sixers. You like the Flyers. But, dude, you fuck. <laughs> it's a football town, man. I mean, I, dude. Uh, of all, of all, look, look at this. In Miami, you should see the heat. When they had LeBron down there, they had LeBron and it was a big deal. Dolphin town. It's Dolphins. Dolphins and Hurricanes. Okay, it's Dolphins. Ain't no heat. You don't think the Sixers are really a play in Philly? When they're winning, it's probably a ding, you know. Chicago, really, you think it's a Bulls town? Even with Jordan. Jordan's the most revered athlete in Chicago. The Bulls aren't. (laughs) The Bears are. More people look at the 85 Bears in Chicago and revere that team more than the 98 Bulls. I mean, Boston, I happen to think Boston is a Celtic city. I don't think it's the Patriots. Oh, wait, Red Sox. It's probably Red Sox. Oh, scum. I hate the Red Sox. Okay, I do. New York, it's Giants. Oh, it's Yankees. It's Yankees, then Giants. Yeah. And since they moved across the bay to New Jersey, hey, do you know why the Statue of Liberty faces the other way in the harbor there? So everybody in Jersey can kiss everyone in New York's ass. <laughs> just keeping it real here. <laughs> just so just so you know, this new media drives Howie to another level, constantly criticizing all his offseason. He actually responded in the biggest way he has, Nick. And by the way, like I said, can you imagine? You're sitting in the seven hole right now. You're in the freaking seven hole for 2023's NFL draft. Wow. I'm going to bring that up with Merrill Reese. Okay. Merrill's going to join us at 530 Eastern. He's traveling around, so we'll probably get him in his car again. So stay tuned for that. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Hour three coming. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. 
It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National football show at your boy Big Sills. Merrill Reese, 530 Eastern Time. By the way, Nick says that two is a baller. Nick, unfortunately, he won't be there at the end of the year, which means he's not your future in Miami. I'm gonna hold to that. I'm not saying that he's not talented. I'm saying he's not reliable, he's not durable. This guy's hurt already. Guarantee you he does not make the season. Okay? <laughs> uh, did you know, Sills, that the Statue of Liberty lies on Jersey water? Eh, semantics. <laughs> semantics. Give him his credit. Now he's playing. Hey, he's playing outstanding ball. You beat Lamar and you beat Josh Allen? Absolutely, dude. I'm... I don't think you're I think you're thinking I'm hating on the kid. I don't believe that he's durable enough. He's a little dude. That guy's a shrimp. By the way, so if Tua can't make it through a season, you think Bryce Young can? Bryce Young's smaller. He's smaller than Tua. You think that guy? You would draft a guy like that, knowing full well. Then again, Bryce doesn't really – well, does he run a lot? I don't know. I mean, he's not like Jalen. I don't think. 
could can Bryce Young at Alabama win games just throwing the rock around and not using his wheels? And then hold up to the pounding. Dude, this is what I say about even Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're debating that in Baltimore. Okay? Xander's like, Bryce wants to throw the ball even when he's on the move. See, that to me is more like Russell Wilson. Because that's what Wilson wants. That's his mentality too. He doesn't want to get up the field and take hits. Taking hits is a definite sign that you're not going to last long in the league. That's one of my issues with Jalen. Okay? Remember something, what you have going on with Jalen here as you evaluate him. We should put a money meter up. Seals, how much money would you pay Jalen Hurts right now? Eh, because the NFL, it's quarterbacks. You probably pay him 25 million bucks right now. Yeah, but that's way under market value. Well, that's what I pay Dak. I don't think Dak's shit either. Okay? I don't. And people would say Dak's a better quarterback than Jalen. Jalen's just playing better ball right now. That don't mean he's a better quarterback. Shit, Jalen's playing better ball than Tom Brady. Does that make him better? It doesn't. Jalen's probably playing better ball than Justin Herbert. He ain't better than Justin Herbert. I wouldn't build my team around Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert. I wouldn't. Then again, this is more of a style thing for me. Because I don't think that quarterback lasts long. I think you're rooting for problems when you have a running guy like that. Jalen, he runs the run. He doesn't run the run to throw. That could be changed. Let me back that up a bit. That could be changing. That could be changing. He, you know what? That's funny. He may be adding that to his game. Running to throw. That's a great comment you made. Because I do see it. Again, I told you, I will be completely fair with everything here when I say that. Okay. Um, Justin Herbert got himself injured. Yeah, he got hit in the pocket. The guy from the Chiefs landed on him, and he he uh, his ribs. Dude, sorry, man. I'm a Justin Herbert guy, and I like that style. I like quarterbacks that can get back there and sling it. Don't have to run ever. I like Brady. I like Rodgers. I like those kind of guys. I don't like running quarterbacks because they don't win Super Bowls. They're fun to watch. Lamar's great to watch. Kyler Murray's great to watch. Jalen's great to watch. Vic was great to watch. Didn't really do it, though, when it came to winning ball games. They were fun to watch, though. Jalen is not better than Justin Herbert. <laughs> Did Justin Herbert throw for 5,000 yards last year in his second year? Justin Herbert threw for 5,000 yards last year. This guy's got 10,000 passing yards like in two years playing in the league. Control yourself. Okay? Control yourself. Okay? Okay. Yeah. You may not like him. He's better. <laughs> okay? Okay? You may not like it. He's better. Okay? Hurts still 15, 17, and 1. Tua's got actually, Tua doesn't really have um, a losing record either. But still, you mean to tell me you think Miami wouldn't want Justin Herbert over Tua? 
Ask yourself that. Dan, did you see any similarities in Hertz and Russell Wilson's game? You know what, Mr. International? At the beginning of the year, absolutely not. Today, yes. That's him working on his game. Yes. Okay. Jalen has played in three games, account three games, and a conversation. Okay. Salty silly. Oh, <laughs> I took a shower. I always take a shower before I do my show. What do you mean I'm salty? By the way, uh, Merrill Reese, bottom of the hour. It's Hurts season. $30 million a year. He's the best quarterback this year. Hurts is not a running quarterback. Hurts is not a running quarterback. When he led all running quarterbacks last year with 10 touchdowns and 800 and some odd yards or 900 yards, he's not a running quarterback. Wow. Uh, you, you're in denial, and it's not a river in Egypt. <laughs> okay. Jalen was in the playoffs last year. Justin wasn't. Hey, guess what? Blake Bortles won a playoff game. <laughs> okay. Jay, Blake Bortles, man. Okay. Blake Bortles. He won a playoff game. I think he got to an AFC championship, too, if I'm not mistaken. Is Hurts much better than Bryce? Bryce's cheap Hurts could cost limited surrounding talent on the edges. Um, Bryce is small, dude. He's some player, though. Stop with the last year. Okay. Well, then stop with the three games. I'll stop with last year if you stop with the three-game evaluation to pay a guy $50 million. Okay? Fair? deal let's see here justin the caboose yeah okay i think he's got the shittiest coach in the nfl brandon staley who's that and for the record my head coach's name shouldn't be brandon unless it's lee <laughs> i mean hey who's your head coach brandon i uh, know it's not working for me i want buddy you know <laughs> if, it, if it's buddy staley i'm in Brandon? I don't know. <laughs> no guy's going to cut my hair name, Brandon. I'll tell you that. Sills, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair, he was a running quarterback last season, right? You know, you're right. Right now, no, he's, he's, he, he's turned his game and he's evolved his game. He's evolved it. Hurts is slowly playing himself into a premier dual threat. Mr. International, I don't know what you're drinking right now, but it's too much common sense because you're right. He is evolving into that. He is, okay? He is evolving. His hard work, you're, get this, you're seeing things that he's worked on when the lights were not on, okay? You are seeing it. You're seeing his hard work for sure. You are. Where, where's, where's week four here? I want to go over some. I, I think these are going to be some significant games this week. Um, I do. I think there's going to be some significant games. Don't forget, right after we do week four here, Merrill Reese will join us here. So let's get to it here, huh? Take a look at some of the things going on. Hey, by the way, next week we start looking at standings. Four weeks. That's kind of like one of the quarter polls of the season. 
You start looking at the quarter pole. That's the first quarter pole of the season. And you start looking at that, okay? But now we're trends are three weeks and three games. So Thursday night will be, how about this one? Miami at Cincinnati. If Cincinnati wants to get back into this thing, you have to beat Miami. And it's in Cincinnati. And I'll tell you one thing about the Dolphin defense. The Dolphin defense has picked it up. That's a pretty good unit over there, man. That's a pretty good unit they have. I like them. I, I, I like the defense, too. That'll be an interesting Thursday night game. By the way, are you guys, are you watching it on Amazon? Are you guys watching that stuff on Amazon? I got a way that I can watch it, and I don't have to go through all kinds of shenanigans to get to Amazon and do all that. Hey, you know what's funny? My aunt has Amazon, and she don't even know it. And she has the game for free. And she, I mean, Amazon folks haven't even helped her. Like, she's got it. I can't tell you how. I, I found a. She's not the only one. There's like millions of NFL fans that actually have Amazon that didn't know it. Okay? Yeah, hey, I NFL Network, yeah, man, I just, I'm like, there's a lot of folks that have it. Minnesota at New Orleans. You know what? Everyone is giving New Orleans a bunch of crap. Here, can I tell you this to you guys? Eagle fans, pray for Minnesota to win. Can you imagine if there is a complete meltdown with Dennis Allen in New Orleans and that thing turns out to be where they have one of the worst records in the league. What if the Eagles get the first pick in the draft? <laughs> what if you go to what if you go to the NFC Championship game and you get the one or two first pick in the draft? You get the Saints number one. Howie Roseman, you'll have to build a statue of him. Can you imagine if that Saints thing implodes so much that they got one of the top three losing records in the league? Then I got to flip a coin to determine who's going to be the number one pick. And if the Saints are the number one pick, that means the Eagles are. Wow. How would you like to win the NFC and have the number one pick in the draft? <laughs> that includes... That can't have ever happened. That cannot have ever happened. It may have in 103 years. Can you? Uh, hey, dude. What if you get the third pick? Because you know two quarterbacks are going to go one-two. There, there's Will Anderson. Will Anderson is right now trending to be an eagle. This is crazy great. This is crazy great. It's unbelievable, man. On what and how everything is working out. Let's go over to our friend Merrill Reese now and get his thoughts. Merrill, I just brought this up. Do you know currently right now that the Philadelphia Eagles are in the seven hole for the 2023 NFL draft because of the Saints pick? You talk about everything rolling in the right direction right now. You couldn't have got out to a better start organizationally and also team-wise. It's incredible. 
Well, they've gotten off to a great start, Dan, and they're getting tremendous performances from uh, Jalen Hurts, from the receivers, from absolutely everybody. The only thing I say is that they've played three games. That's it. And, and the last time I checked, the season goes until January 8th. So a lot of things can happen. So I stay away when people start to talk about, well, the Eagles may be the best team in the NFC, or the Eagles are a great have a great chance this year to go the distance. I say, wait a minute. It's still September. So I don't really uh, project. I project week after week after week. One, I know this sounds like a coach, but I do it one game at a time and, and see what happens because we've spoken about this before, Dan. It's a war of attrition. You lose two or three people and everything can change. We all know this, Merrill, that three games are a trend when people are looking at how you evaluate something. What has been the biggest difference, in your opinion, on what you've seen in the first three games of this year compared to a year ago with Jalen Hurts? What's the noticeable thing you see that's different? Decision-making. He is very, very quick making decisions. He is very much in control. He's, his mechanics are better. He's very accurate. He's, a, he's played like a top-10 quarterback. I, now, before you say he's a top-10 quarterback, I think you have to see it over time. But right now, he is playing at an elite level. He's been absolutely outstanding. There was a play, Dan, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the end of the first half, where the clock was ticking, the Eagles were out of timeouts, Hurts calmly brought them to the line of scrimmage, called the play himself, didn't get anything from the sideline, and took the snap with one second left, waited until Devontae Smith faded into the corner of the end zone, put the ball in a position where only Devontae Smith could make the catch, and boom, another seven points. He, he, he is playing as good as he gets. Let me go through a couple of the guys. How impressed with you with how much character Devontae Smith showed from not getting any touches in week number one to what you've seen over the last two weeks with Devontae? Well, he's not an ego guy. I mean, if that were Terrell Owens, he would have been screaming and kicking and fighting on the sideline and everything else. He's not that kind of guy. He's a very low-key guy. He knows his chance will come. Uh, are, are you winning? That's what, that's what Devontae Smith will ask. That's the same thing A.J. Brown will ask. They care, about, they care about winning. That's the only thing they care about. Merrill, what do you think has been the most impressive thing on defense so far and what you've seen in the first three games? Pressure. Uh, that, not so much in the first game, but ever since then, there's been tremendous pressure exhibited by the defense. See, I'm a Jonathan Gannon guy. Uh, he took a lot of criticism from the fans of the talk shows uh, last year. But the fact of the matter is he didn't have the weapons that he needed. He has the weapons right now, and that's why I think he's done so well. Would you say, too, you've been impressed with the way Fletcher Cox has played for these first three games? Sure, he's played well, uh, but he has a lot of help around him. He doesn't have to be out there every play. So you bring in, you spot in Jordan Davis, you have Hargrave, who you had last year. It's just been very, very effective. The talent is there. I mean, they have, um, you, you know, the corners have a lot to do with it, too. And you add somebody like James Bradbury, and you have big play slay, and that's, that's solid. And then you add the linebackers, Kaiser White. T.J. Edwards is playing out of his mind. 
there's a free agent from Wisconsin taken as an undrafted free agent four years ago, and he's terrific. Would how, how You know what? I said this at the beginning of the year, Merrill. I said that Josh Sweat has got to prove that he's an every-down defensive lineman, and boy, has he proved that. I mean, he was everywhere. Brandy Graham and him had monster games against Washington, and boy, just Josh Sweat is showing some of the promise that people thought he had. Have you been impressed as well? Well, I have, but, you know, he did make the Pro Bowl last year. So yep. that says something right there. And the fact of the matter is when you talk about Brandon Graham, there's a guy who loves to play football. There's a guy who loves to be on the sidelines with his teammates. There's a guy who loves to be in the locker room. He has so much passion for his profession, and that's why he excels. Two and a half sacks last week. He has three already in three games. That's, this is a guy who's a 13-year, 34-year-old veteran, and he is still playing top-level football. Merrill, a couple last questions for you, and these are kind of emotion questions. I was one, and I was watching some of the sound bites and clips that WIP put up, and boy, you're just so contagious to listen to when you're talking about the football team. I was wondering what your emotions were when you were watching Carson Wentz playing against the Eagles. I mean, prior to the game, Fletcher Cox had said some great things about him. Even Jalen said some great things. Even Lane did, too. There's a lot of friendship in that locker room. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were in watching Carson Wentz play against the Eagles this past Sunday. Well, you know, when I was on the field before the game, and I was speaking with Carson Wentz also, and I like him. I think he's a good guy. I think he has a lot of talent. But – um, Angelo Cataldi, who does the morning show on WIP, said he was playing my sack calls, and he said it's obvious Merrill doesn't like Carson Wentz. Well, I do, <laughs> I do like Carson Wentz, but it was more the enthusiasm of this defense rising up and putting maximum pressure on the quarterback than Carson Wentz going down for the count five, six, seven, eight, nine times. So I wasn't. It wasn't that I was happy that Carson Wentz was suffering. I root for people, not against people. And I hope Carson Wentz has a good game this week. But when he's playing against the Eagles, I naturally want to see the Eagles do well and succeed, and he happened to be the victim. But I, I still think he has a lot of ability, although I will say that one of the faults that he had, one of the flaws he had after his injury from 2018 on until he left here, was he held the ball too long, and I still think he's doing it. Final question for you. You know, you love Doug Peterson. He comes yep. into town. I said this earlier. He probably delivered and helped deliver the greatest moment in Philadelphia sports history since 1960, yep. and that's hoisting the Lombardi Trophy on Broad Street and bringing that title into that city that they so wanted for all those years. All the years you've been covering the team, getting so close, sniffing it, Vermeil with Andy, and then Doug wins it. I wonder what your emotions are going to be when you see Doug come through that 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 trunk tunnel there and out of the locker room and onto Lincoln Financial this coming Sunday. What's your thoughts are going to be? Well, you know, I heard Doug say at his press conference when asked about the reaction. He said, well, you know, it's Philadelphia. It'll be mixed. It won't be mixed. It shouldn't be mixed. Doug Peterson should have a resounding standing ovation when he first comes out onto the field. A thank you for, as you said, 
giving Philadelphia its greatest sports moment. I can't wait to see it. The team is playing well. Thank you for always taking time for me, Merrill. Thank you very much, my friend. And we'll see what goes on this week. And it should be a very interesting game between the Jags and the Eagles. Thank you, Merrill. Thanks, Dan. Have a good day. You got it. Merrill Reese, the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, that moment and what it's going to be when Doug Peterson comes through that tunnel. You think there'll be any booze at all? There'll be some hammerheads, some guys all liquored up, right? Some, what would paint Manny say? Some liquored up kicker or something like that. Kickers aren't really football players. Always remember that. Remember that. Kickers aren't football players, okay? They just wear the uniform. They're not really football players. Um, so when he when he comes through that, I, I, I wonder how that emotion is going to be because, I mean, this guy delivered the greatest sports moment, all right? The greatest sports moment in Philadelphia history. You think you'll salute him? Will you give him a standing O? Would I give Doug Peterson a standing ovation? Hey, Xander, are you going to give him a standing O? I might have to stand up even at my house and in my studio, man. Dude, somebody delivers something and does something that you've never seen and never thought would happen in your life. And he delivers the Super Bowl. It's the greatest Philadelphia sports moment in my lifetime. Okay? <laughs> Xander's like this. I'll be down in a few gin and co- <laughs> hey, gin and tonics at Ocean's Casino. Hey, don't go get them, Doug. Well, now, now, it's all over with. Go get them, Eagles. <laughs> Couple gin and tonics. Is that Doug? Eh, we're three and zero, kid. You, remember something? You're still the Jags. <laughs> That's what you could always tell Jacksonville fans. Yeah, you guys look pretty good. You're still the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> right hey you're still the jags dude oh do you like trevor lawrence i do do you like travis ntn i do do you like the kid trayvon walk i love the kid okay do, do, i like the kid lloyd you're still the jags <laughs> right doug's not a rookie head coach he gave up hey let me see here I will for sure. Standing ovation all day for Doug. Hertz has been great versus bad teams. He's been bad versus good teams. I think the Vikings are a good team, dude. And I think the Lions are improved. Okay, I'm not going to go like everybody. Oh, this team's going to compete for the NFC North. That's not happening. Okay. Hey. How come, wait a minute, Xander. So Merrill Reese said pump the brakes on three games. When I said pump the brakes on three games, you got mad at me. Oh, then again, hey, wait a minute. I'm not putting myself in the category of Merrill Reese. So, okay, that's that's not a good take, Dan. Let me, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to erase that. <laughs> erase that from your minds. I, I'm not going to put myself in how you, when Merrill says something and what Big Sill says something, because eh, I think there's a little more equity built up with the guy who's been calling the Eagles for 50 years. Okay. So I'm, I, I'm going to take 
please, you know, mulligan on that one there. Okay. Statement retracted. <laughs> I got to retract. Hey, I got to retract that because big sales. I'll put myself in a lot of people's categories. And I think I, let me kind of like go over here. Cause you're a known hater sales. Keep up the spirit fly. Keep up the fight. My good friend. Keep up the good fight. Oink, oink, my good friend. <laughs> when Mr. Reese says something, you listen. Hurts caught traction, and it's only uphill from here, baby. Let's go. Fly, Eagles, fly. Did Sal say Hurts is a franchise quarterback? Sal. I'm okay with going off on Sal. Sal. Lions aren't good. Minnesota isn't. I, I, I disagree with that. I think the Lions are good, man. I don't think they're great. I think they're good, and I think Minnesota's going to make the playoffs because you're an outsider. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though, man? I'm a football man. You're an outsider, actually, Jeff. I'm an insider. I played the game. You're an outsider. If you want to really talk about outside, I played the game. 99% of the people are outsiders. I played in Philly. Have you? I played at the vet. Have you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Outsider. I actually, I've been in, in between the, the hash marks. <laughs> outsider. Don't let me, you want to call you. Hey, you want to get nasty? I'll get nasty. You're an outsider guy. You're outside my game. That's my game. I'm the one that sacrificed all the shit to play in that league and get drafted. I was drafted. I went through it. Not long, but I did play seven years of pro ball. So when you say that, don't get nasty. You don't have to because I could get and give you the ultimate kick in your face. Keep fanning. <laughs> just keep fanning. But I don't like to do that because it's not cool. All right. Some more NFL news. I want to get – oh, hey, dude. I want to go over one more time this top ten list here. I can't believe that I put the Eagles where I put them, okay? And I got to tell you, all the teams in the NFC right now, the teams that I thought were the elite teams – I want to hit on that and where we are right now in week three going into week four's weekend. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National football show at the boy Big Chill. Hey, how many people think Cooper Rush is better than Dak Prescott? Boy, has Dak gone like this? Nosedive. You know why? Ever since, do you know where Dak Prescott should be playing ball? Tennessee. If Dak Prescott has Derrick Henry, I'm telling you, if I'm Dallas, I moved that guy to Tennessee, get their first round pick. Dallas has to blow the thing up. You're in salary cap hell. You got a quarterback that's not producing to the $45 million. It's time to move on from Dak. Nobody's going to say that, though. You know why? Because they're afraid of Jerry. All the media people are afraid of Jerry. It's time to move on from Dak Prescott. How many years are you going to pay a guy $45 million to get bounced in the opening round? Win the shitty NFC East. By the way, it's better because the Eagles are better this year. But the last couple of years, it's been dog shit. We know that. And he's feasted on all those teams. It's time to move on. He has not given me what I need. And again, if I wasn't paying that guy 45 million bucks, okay, I, I might be like this. Well, I'm all right with it. You know, we need to get some more components. Because you can. But you can't now because... That guy costs you play. You know, Dak Prescott costs you more good players than they can accumulate because of the money he makes. Okay? 
Shit, Randy Gregory got knocked off that football team. Can you imagine how much better they would be if Randy Gregory was on that football team and they had guys that they could have kept, but they, they couldn't keep Mari Cooper even because Jerry said it this year, the amount of money he was making. Dude, it's time. If And by the way, what I mean time, at the end of this year, if Dak, Dak Prescott is never winning a Super Bowl in Dallas, he's never. He needs a running game. You know what Dak needs? He doesn't need a wide receiver. He needs a running game like Jalen has. As much as all of you love the fact that Jalen Hurts has gotten better because of AJ, and I think he has, the reason he is progressing is because the Eagles have the best O-line in the NFL. If he didn't have that O-line, his progression would be 10 times slower. 10 times slower. When you can dominate people up front like that, your quarterback gets, he doesn't get, how many times is Detroit pressured him? But they've righted the ship the last two weeks. That kid's not getting touched anywhere. Nowhere. And so I would say to you, I'd go, isn't it time to move on from Dak? If that team at the end of the year, and by the way, I don't care he's hurt. It's part of it too. So he's been hurt two of the last three years. Shit, 45 million? Bro, you can't be missing a lot of ball when you're making that kind of money. No disrespect to you. Hey, this ain't about liking you. This is about paying you and winning. There's two things in the NFL that you need to stop with emotions. If I'm paying you, you better be winning. And they're not. Dak Prescott hasn't won since the first year he started in Dallas when they were 13-3. and three. Dude, I don't care, GT. He, get this. I wouldn't have paid him. Market value? Well, then I'm getting out of that market because he ain't it. He was never it. You see what GT, GT is going to overpay for a guy who's not good enough to win for you. Not me. I'd rather have a younger guy like Cooper Cuss, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is doing the same shit at a million four. Just like Jalen is. Cooper Rush makes a million four. I, he may not even make that. He may not even make that. And they're getting the same shit. Actually, I think there's a better combination between C.D. Lamb and him. I don't. I never saw it. I said, I'm not paying that guy. All the media guys, pay him. How much is Cooper Rush making in 2022 for the Dallas Cowboys? This guy's making a million bucks. And he's 28. So, okay, watch this. Let's see how old Dak is. How old is Dak? How old is Dak Prescott? He's 29. And he's been hurt two of the last three years. I'm moving on. This guy's almost 30. Time to move on. 45 million reasons I want to move on. Not because I don't like the kid. Okay, I mean, why? So you're going to pay a guy $45 million to get bounced in the opening round and do nothing where I could play Cooper Rush a million bucks.
build my team up again, take some of that money like Howie's doing with the Eagles and build my roster back up again. That's what the Cowboys need to do. They won't do it, though. They should do it. I'd send his ass to Tennessee where he would win because then he's got a running back in the building. He needs a running game. Dak has gone the other way because of lack of Ezekiel Elliott being a productive player. And C.D. Lamb is overhyped. He's a good player. He ain't great. He's not special. That guy's not special, man. I don't see it. Why are people paying 20K marked up on cars today? Dude, I'm not paying a guy who can't deliver me 45. GT, you'd pay a guy $45 million, even if he couldn't win a big game. Dude, what's the point of paying them? What's the point of paying somebody if they can't win that money? Holy cow. I'm not this how he's not. Hey, I'm gonna use your own philosophy. How he ain't paying $35 million right now for a quarterback. That's by design. He didn't know he would be playing this well. He had no knowledge of it. Dude, he had no knowledge of it. No one did. They drafted him to be a seatbelt for Wentz. Not even the Eagles believed it. But he's making 1.4. The only reason the Eagles have a roster the way they do is because the same way that the Seahawks were built with Cam Chancellor and all them dudes like Michael Bennett and the Patriots were built with Brady. They were late-round draft choices or mid-round draft choices make – Russell Wilson, his first three years, made less money than the backup quarterback, Tavares Jackson. Did you know that? He made less money than the backup for three years until they restructured his deal. The backup quarterback, that kid had played in Minnesota for a bit, made more money than Russell Wilson because he was a third rounder. Reason they built that Legion of Boom up was because they had a third round draft choice quarterback. The reason the Patriots were able to build that dynasty, because Brady was a sixth rounder. And the reason that they're able to build the Eagles is because Jalen's a second rounder. You don't see teams, I mean, most of those guys that are really good quarterbacks in college, they go to shitty ball clubs. Look at the ten look at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow took that team to the Super Bowl with the worst O-line in the league. Worst O-line in the league. Cincinnati and all that shit is rearing its head this year. Okay? When Hurts came here, he, nobody said he was Russell Wilson. Dude, everybody in Philly hated the pick of Hurts. Don't start to rewrite history here with that. Nobody in Philadelphia liked the pick, and you know it. Jalen Hurts in the second round, he was criticized by everybody for doing that, and you know it. Now people are trying to rewrite history because they like the kid. He's working out. He's playing hard. They're 3-0, and and the most important thing for Howie, he makes $1.4 bucks, Dude. The key to Jalen right now is he's playing great and you're paying him nothing. The reason AJ's on the team is because of Jalen's salary. You're not paying him. When you start paying a guy like they're doing in Dallas, you've got to win. That's my point with Dak. 
I'm not paying a guy $45 because it's market price for a shitty quarterback. Not me. I'll pay Cooper Rush $1 million. And then when his contract is up, I'll get another guy. But I'm not going to pay a guy $50 million to do nothing. Shit, at least Aaron Rodgers has won 39 games in the last three years. He may have been bounced in the playoffs, but at least they're conference championship games or divisional round games. You're making it sound like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, what's he done? Shit, the Eagles destroyed the Cowboys in the last 30 years when it comes to playoff wins. How he wanted Hurts in the building. Great. As a backup. Nothing more. Okay? Dude, CeeDee Lamb, Joseph. <laughs> Dude, he made that one catch and dropped four more. I look at CeeDee Lamb and go like this. So he drops four passes. He catches a spectacular one. Dude, I don't care about the spectacular play. I need you to be consistently good. Devontae's consistently good. He's consistently good. Runs routes, good teammate, all of that stuff that Merrill said. Okay? Reports are how he took jail because they pat. Actually, that's not true. Okay? Seattle three years ago was trying to move him to Cleveland for the number one overall pick, which turned out to be Baker Mayfield. That was the story that came out and Russell Wilson kind of like leaked it out. That's the only time that they tried besides the year previous, they were trying to send him to Chicago before they ended up taking Justin Fields. There's two teams that were involved in trying to get Russell the last five years. Cleveland, the year they took Baker, and the Justin Fields year, that's when they tried to move. Remember, they all met in Wyoming, and then Pete said no at the last second. Then Russell got hurt last year. Only two teams. Okay? Smith, or uh, Seals, you were saying Smith was just a guy a couple weeks ago. What's Smith? Devontae? I said that Devontae, I said he's the, I said after the Cleveland, the Cleveland scrimmage, he's the best route runner in the league. Without a quarterback getting him the ball, he's another dude. If the quarterback can't get the wide receiver the, the ball, he's another dude. I don't give a shit who you are. You could be Jerry Rice. If you don't have a quarterback that could throw you the ball, you're just going to be another dude out there. Jalen's been able to get him the ball, especially the last two weeks. Not the first week. The last two weeks. In this last game against Washington, he was great. Okay? I mean, dude, common sense. Last year, he was just a dude. He wasn't great last year. Those numbers don't dictate it. 68 catches, 900 yards. It's common in today's 17-game NFL. That's 60 yards a game. That's not special. That's not special. CeeDee Lamb's not special. Devontae, when Jalen can get him the ball, it's one of the most dependent positions in the NFL wide receiver. Dude, without the center snapping the ball, without fumbling, the quarterback not getting sacked, and the quarterback finding you in traffic, there's a lot to have to work there for you to get the ball if you're a wide receiver. It's a dependent position. It's not like when you're a running back, you turn and throw it to him and he runs up the field like Derrick Henry and he's running everything over. 
running backs, that's why that position, I mean, dude, throw the ball, hand it to him, he runs up the field and kills people. Hertz is 1-11 versus playoff teams. Dude, you see Dak Prescott's number two? I mean, yeah, but, but I, hey, I agree with that, man. I've said that. I want to see him beat Dallas. I want to see him beat the Cards and the Packers. I want to see him in those games. Dude, if he runs through those games, it's time to reevaluate. It's almost there now. By the time the, hey, by the time the bye gets here, I mean, people are already, Shannon Sharp can't believe how good he's looking. He, he's looked. Shannon was like another detractor. He didn't believe in the kid either. But he's playing, again, it's three games, small tests, like Merrill said. Um, a small test. But Cooper, again, just to close up that story, though, Cooper Rush, the Cowboys need to get off of Dak. You're going nowhere with him. And you're paying a king's ransom. Hey, quite frankly, that's buyer's remorse. So if the Cowboys have a losing record this year, Dak gets hurt. He comes back. And the Cowboys don't do shit. And quite frankly, when he got hurt in that game, I don't think he's really playing that well anyway. Hey, and not that I think Cooper Rush is Roger Stallback <laughs> or Troy Aikman. <laughs> it's not like I think he's some savior or anything. I just doesn't look $45 million worth. See, that's the deal. And that's why I've been critical of Fletcher. Fletcher's playing up to 14-4 right now. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the league. You're paying up to that. When you start not playing up to the money you're making, that's why teams move you. They either move it because you're not playing up to that salary or get this, they can't afford you anymore. And Dallas couldn't afford Amari. That's why they sent him to um, Cleveland for what? A fifth or sixth rounder, whatever the hell it was. They had to get him out of the building because they had to get cap relief because the quarterback they're paying. Look at in Kansas City. I've been pointing this out to you. Dude, you, what, do you, what do you think? Andy Reid didn't want to keep Tyree Kill for a guy you're – why wouldn't you want to keep a wide receiver like Tyree Kill when you're paying a quarterback $500 million? You'd be an idiot not to want to keep that guy. But because the league has salary caps – see, I'll tell you what keeps the league fair. The salaries on the quarterback – by the way, you never really ever see a quarterback. This thing with Lamar is dangerous. You see what Ed Reed said? Ed Reed goes like this. Just remember something. And all of you Eagle fans, including Jalen and his people, Clutch Sports, should take this into consideration. Ed Reed came out today and went like this about Lamar. He's a great player. Just remember something. The Ravens are a business. And if you get hurt... They're going to pay you less. They're a business. This is what it is. They're a business. Same thing with Jalen. Jalen's got a lot of things that he's got to overcome. His style of play could get hurt. Okay? 
the style doesn't really show a lot of success in the postseason. You got that there? Okay. Are these first three games fool's gold because the NFC East and the NFC in general is not very good? That's not his fault. I'm not saying that. But when you're evaluating all this, wait, you think they're going to be throwing rose petals in the front office of Jalen Hurts and Clutch Sports? This guy goes 12-5, and and they're going to want to pay him $50 million? Absolutely not. Remember, the Eagles are a business. Okay? What do you think? They're going to fall in love with him? To the tune of $50 million? You're out of your tree. Billionaires become billionaires because why? They're sharks. They eat guppies. They don't cut deals that are fair. They cut deals that give them the benefit and give them the advantage over their next opponent. That's what a billionaire is. You're under some illusion that this team, oh, well, the Eagles love, you know, I, I, a couple of people telling me, well, the owner loves them <laughs> to the tune of what? What are you nuts? To the tune of what? No owner and no general manager wants to pay a guy fair market value. You're out of your mind. That's not how that works. It's almost like an arbitration meeting. Or oh, shit, you didn't play 85%. Your completion percentage wasn't really exactly where we needed. We'd love to see you do this more. We'd love to see you do that more. This, What it is is almost like a goofing session where they – kind of cut you up a little bit because they're trying to get a market deal for you. You're completely out of your mind if you think the Eagles. That's why they're – hey, you notice this? That's why the owner's quiet. That's why the GM's quiet on Jalen. Because the more they talk, the more money it'll cost them. The head coach can say something. But I guarantee you they've had conversations with him too. What do you think they're going to do? keep pumping up his value? Why would they do that? Why would the Eagles keep pumping up Jalen's value when they got to pay it? And you're going to be bidding against yourself. Why in the mat, in your imagination, would you believe that they would do that? Okay. Mr. International, don't pay Jackson. It will come back to haunt you. Boy, I'll tell you, man, he better not get hurt. He better not get hurt. Do you think the Eagles will pay Joe Burrow $46 million? I do, because the style of play wins. He was in the AFC Championship game and won it. Excuse me. Are you kidding me? Joe Burrow's 10 times the accomplished player that Jalen Hurts already is because he's won and he's won big. He's a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do think they would. Jalen hasn't beaten a decent team yet but won, the Vikings. That guy went to the AFC championship game and won it and won it. Yes, I do think they pay him that. Okay. Yes, I do. You're trying to compare Joe Burrow. Dude, what that guy is. And he's changed the shitty culture in Cincinnati. You're building indoor facilities now because of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I do. Okay. Dude, he was a. They had the lead into the third quarter, you jackass. Jesus, crime. And he go back and watch the game. 
<laughs> Joseph, hey, Burles would be done in two years with the B. <laughs> hey, 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 you're right, man. Dude, that guy better. Hey, oh, hey, you know what? Hey, Joseph, at the end of the day, I might have to have this a lookout block. Look out. <laughs> he might have to have a new play for Zach Taylor needs to put a new play in the arsenal there for Joe Burrow. It's called the lookout block. Look out. <laughs> oh man. He's still lost, bro. Your guy's not accomplished like Burrow. Get over it. When he goes to an NFC championship game and wins it. I mean, Hey fly. So in three years, Joe Burrow won a national championship, the Heisman Trophy, and he won the AFC. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's getting it done. <laughs> yeah. What's Burrow doing now? Oh, okay, you're right. You take Jalen, I'll take Joe Burrow. I'm pretty good with it. Hey, you guys can have Jalen. I'll take Joe Burrow. I'll be pretty comfortable with Joe Burrow. I'm all right with that move. You want to get me Joe Burrow and you take Jalen? Okay. Well, one guy's already got to the game. One guy's got to win a playoff game first. <laughs> hey, get this. Joe Burrow's got more playoff wins than the Cowboys have in the to- last 27 years. How you doing? <laughs> All right. Hey, Tony Baselli, I think, is either going to join us tomorrow or Thursday. I'm not sure yet. I got to. I got to double check with him. So either that or we're going to see Chris Sims. I know he's floating around somewhere out there. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side.